Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The White House had a party, a celebration for the Inflation Reduction Act on a day when we are facing a near record collapse in the market. And even Cardi B, respect Cardi, came out ranting about or outraged about inflation costs, the rising costs of rent, wondering how are people surviving this? And I got respect for Cardi B for doing it because she supported Biden and the Democrats in 2020. And now she's just like, I don't care. Like, this is messed up. But at the same time, Joe Biden's out there in the White House celebrating. Ha, ah, things are great. Meanwhile, people in this country are suffering. You know, maybe the real reason they're celebrating is that they're zealots. They've got people who blindly follow and just believe all this stuff, and they're going to vote for him either way. So it's, an, it's the unfortunate reality of where we're at, but uh, that's what's happening. Well, I will say one, good new, well, one thing that's good news is the Emmys happened, and you probably didn't notice because I didn't. And the ratings were the lowest uh, record lows, like 5 million people watched. It's no longer a cultural event. We're moving past this. And it's good news. I think we're going to win the culture war. And uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member and support our work directly. We're going to have a members only show coming up at about 11 p.m. tonight. We do that Monday through Thursday. As a member, you're supporting our journalists, our newsroom and our other shows and helping make all of this possible. Joining us to talk about all this and more is Patrick Karelchi. How are you doing? It's great to be here, Tim. Really appreciate it. Who are you? Patrick Karelchi, a co-host of Red Pilled America. I've been told it's the best storytelling in, storytelling show in the country. I, I wouldn't ever say that, but I've been told that. I do it with my wife, Adriana Cortez. Um, we've been doing it since uh, November 2018. Right on. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Tim. We've got this uh, person of color here, Luke Rutkowski. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, I was going to say, not represent, uh, appreciate. This is, any, anyway. Hold on real quick. This is my solution to the Little Mermaid thing. If they want a, a person of color to play Ariel in the Little Mermaid, just get a Polish person. Because yeah. according to the Co- Coalition of Communities Slums. of Color, they are people of color, but they're also white, like Luke, with blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> you better recognize. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Radowski here of We Are Change.org. It's good to be back. I'll be with you guys in the chat room during the show. And uh, the shirt that I'm wearing right now depicts our uniter and chief saying, trust us, we're the good guys. Oh. And uh, you can get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Ian, you're here. Luke. No one's peeing. Welcome back, <laughs> man. Finally, I'm on stage with Luke Rudkowski. <laughs> Patrick, so Patrick, were you red-pilled at some point? I was. I was. It was 2009, I think. Well, I, I think we've all been red-pilled a, a bunch of times before we had the big red pill. But I think uh, Obama was the thing that red-pilled me. It was this socialist poster that that went around, if you guys remember him being painted white with the, as the Joker. And um, I remember seeing that around town. I had a house that was like walking distance from the Hollywood Bowl. And I was stunned that this socialism poster was all over the place really early in his presidency. And they started calling the artist racist. And I was like, how is that racism? And then from there on, a couple months after that, there was this big moment on MSNBC. One of the biggest fake news moments that I, that I had witnessed at that time was they had a guy that was carrying a rifle at a Obama health care uh, rally 
where he was basically trying to get everybody behind the universal health care that he was pushing in the mandate. And they have this camera on this guy, and you see him, his shirt, you see this rifle hanging from his his uh, shoulder, and they're saying, oh, this racist movement is coming after Obama, is coming after Obama. And a couple days later, it's when the blogosphere got really hot, and they started sleuthing it, and they found out the guy was black, that MSNBC purposefully cut out his skin color. And I, I saw that happening. I was, I, I was stunned that a huge network like MSNBC would attempt to do something like that. And I think that was kind of it for me. I just kind of, I, I flipped. <sighs> right on. Yeah, well, hey, let's, I'll, we'll get deeper on the show, I'm sure. Lydia, I want to toss it over to you. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. I am also here. Luke's shirt is great tonight. I'm so excited to be back with Luke and Ian. I feel like the gang's all here. Patrick's going to be awesome. I was talking to him before the show. It's going to be cool. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the story from the National Review. The American people won. Biden celebrates Inflation Reduction Act as market plummets over <laughs> August inflation news. Oh so I don't know if they have photos, but you get all the, they have all these people celebrating on the White House lawn. They're like, the Inflation Reduction Act, we did it. Meanwhile, everybody else on the Internet is like, oh, take a look at that. <laughs> oh, what this is, is that? Finn, uh-huh. Finn <laughs> Twit, what is this? All Things Finance tweets. This is not a cryptocurrency. It's the U.S. stock market. Oh, man. (laughs) And I don't even think that's the worst. That just shows like a 100-point fall off. The story from Market Watch is the Dow Jones books near 1,300-point drop as stocks record worst day since June 2022. So bravo, Joe Biden. He's celebrating as everything's burning down around this him. This reminds me of that George Bush um, mission accomplished meme where he's standing <laughs> on the aircraft carrier. It's like day three after the war on terror begins. This and then, a, of course, it, it went on for 20 years. This, yeah. is, a, this is a good one that Luke posted. Oh, this yeah. Good, I, I saw that one. I couldn't resist go. reposting it. But, but another thing we should really consider here is that a stock market is not the real kind of effect of an economy. The stock market is artificially inflated with the Federal Reserve printing money and giving it to many of these Wall Street companies. So even with the bailouts that were secretly given by the Federal Reserve to Wall Street, we are still seeing extremely negative impacts. And what we're seeing on the streets of the United States is way worse than what we're seeing on Wall Street. And these numbers, 8.3%, I mean, that's nothing compared to what you see out there in the real world, what you see out there in the grocery stores, and what you see out there with people and their rents. Yeah, Ian, Ian brought something up before the show, because we often talk about where all the workers at, and then Ian was like, they're homeless. Mm. The homeless population is exploding right now, yeah. at least from what I've been learning about Los Angeles. You're you're from Los Angeles. It's, you ma- said- it's massive out there. I've been there my whole life in the suburbs of Los Angeles or in Los Angeles. And I was just telling you guys, I was saying earlier that we went to a play recently and we got off the freeway. First thing person we see is a naked person standing on a corner, uh, you know, her breasts. And I, mean, I was I was stunned how bad the homeless problem had gotten in Los Angeles. And, it, and it's not, and it's more than just the weather. Florida doesn't have this same issue. I think it's a lot of it has a lot to do with the ideology, the, a lot to do with the uh, rehab centers, you know, uh, infiltrate or excuse me using Obamacare and loopholes in Obamacare to bring uh, patients out. But it's just gotten to a point where people just step over it now. They don't even think much about it. And it's, it's, a, it's a sad state of being. If you go over to the VA area, over by UCLA, it, and this is like one of the richest enclaves of Los Angeles. It's right there in Beverly Hills. And just tent after tent just going down the street outside the VA. 
Uh, and Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles crowd just doesn't care much about it. They just they look the other way. Even here, I was in town today. We don't have a big town where we live. Which town? There's a couple. Uh, the one out West Virginia. Uh, yeah, in West Virginia, in Charlestown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's a homeless guy there. Yep. I never seen a homeless guy there, but but he had a sign saying, "I don't want your money. I want a job." Um, so, so seeing stuff like that, seeing people impacted so horribly, so negatively, and these people are celebrating, these people are giving victory speeches, these people are having musicians come to the White House lawn and, and play music and, and act like they did something great for the people. It's just such a smack in the face for anyone paying yeah, attention. Yeah, they live in a bubble. It's, it's, I was thinking this Jackson, Mississippi water crisis is like, should be number one news in the world, or at least in the United States right now, like a city, one of our greatest cities, our largest cities, has no drinking water. They're on like a boil your water alert right now, and it could very well still be toxic. Um, maybe um, the economy, the inflation is probably the biggest story, but this wa- that people are just like have somewhat of a blind eye towards the fact that a city is struggling to have drinking water have you seen the running water that they've been opening up on that it's like comes out black and brown (laughs) you know to to touch on your mission accomplished uh comment i think they they know they can do this because they don't have control of the uh they have control i should say of the narrative machine that biden and them know that hollywood's not going to come at them the media is not going to come at them Uh, this entire narrative uh, machine is not going to call them out the same way that they did with Mission Impossible. I remember that time at Mission Impossible and uh, Bush got raped over the, he got pulled over the coals on that for that comment. You're not going to see this happen with Biden because they do not have the same kind of pushback. This is why we see the Democrats can be so much more corrupt than the Republicans because they, they have checks and balances on the Republicans through the media, through Hollywood, through the literary industry and what have you so it, it, i think that's part of the reason why conservatives need to really and, and the right or anyone from the anti-woke world needs to get into the culture game and start creating these institutions like what you're doing now what you're doing with music uh, i really i applaud you guys for getting into this culture game, talking about culture all the time and creating the content because otherwise they're just going to keep get, getting away with this kind yeah, of yeah i think about waking up and looking at twitter like what happened today as opposed to waking up and making something and and being like this is what happened because i made it happen like getting up and looking around at like what's going on it's kind of like a reactionary way to live and it's we're really in a place where we need to create what's happening this is important too you do need to talk about things the media aspect is very very important but on top of that the next layer is creating content creating these culture movements if you look at back at movies like jerry Maguire, for example i love this mm. this movie okay everybody saw it there's this moment where jerry Maguire uh, is drunk and he grabs his assistant and he he rekeels knowing that what he did was wrong and he says oh i'm clarence thomas now oh my god i'm clarence thomas now i'm clarence thomas now they put those kinds of messages in all of their content and all of their movies and all their tvs just scene by scene story by story painting the other side in a certain way and and so i think that's why it's so important for us to get in this game because we need to be able to push back on these people when they gaslight us on things like this inflation uh, this inflation act shout out to tom mcdonald's song riot if you guys haven't listened to it already, check it out. Uh, download it on iTunes and check it out on Spotify. Because Tom's one of the leaders in anti-establishment. He's independent. He's producing his own media. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. 
Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. This latest song is basically about him just like saying screw off to the, the, the establishment. And so I dig it. And, I'm, and the re- I wanted to shout him out because you're completely right about winning a culture war. You need culture. 100%. It's what defines what it means to be America, American, right? Hollywood has been defining that for decades and decades. We've won wars politically. And this is the difference between, I think, the right and the left. The left thinks about success in decades. The right thinks about success in election cycles. And we are always talking about two years ahead, two years ahead, two years ahead, where the left is talking 10, 20, 30 years ahead. They are soaking in the seeds that they planted back in the 40s and 50s and 60s right now we're at this culture that we're seeing right now that infiltrated that, that took over 2020 in the summer of riots didn't just happen overnight they've been pushing this message out there through their music and through their films and through their television shows for years that the republicans are racist that the that the rights are homophobes that the rights are you know womanizers and what have you they've been doing that for decades but for what reason right so some people think it's like a bigger conspiracy you know marxist infiltrated the country or something like that or i wonder if it's just a cult chasing itself into you know a spiral it is 100% a cult we were in the belly of the beast for about 10 years our daughter went to this really prestigious a private school we were around studio heads Hollywood studio heads big actors Jason Bateman Melissa McCartney had a kid in our class uh, uh, Scott what's his name that's uh, that's on this new uh, series anyways bunch of bunch of celebrities and we noticed very early on that it was a cult there that they were uh, this very insulated group that and there's this one moment where we caught this guy you're not going to believe this guys we caught this guy getting in bed with other people's kids what okay what? five six seven year old kids oh my gosh. the entire community of the school was behind us on us we called him out we said what are you doing this is dangerous this is at the very least it's unsafe um and uh you know he came at us and said he was going to sue us connected to a billion dollar family we said we're not backing down there's nothing that you can say that's going to stop us from from calling you out on this the entire hollywood community was behind us in this group in this school and he was smart what he said was they're Republicans. Hmm. These guys are Republicans that are calling me out. Overnight, <laughs> this entire community turned on us. Wow! And that's the the, the perfect example of a cult where yeah. there's certain kinds of groups that it just have to be shunned from the group, and that's exactly what they did. It was it was a fascinating uh, experience to watch. Did the guy keep sleeping in a bed with kids? No, after? he stopped. He actually got it in writing from him that he was going to stop um, doing what was upsetting us. He wouldn't admit to that, but we we laid it out in line items. You did this. You did this with and wow. four or five I, different. Yeah. Kids. What was I it like? 
I wouldn't trust the writing. I would just uh, send them to jail. Well, (laughs) when when you're in these communities that you can get away with these kinds of things because they have their billion dollar families. And they, they, I think I'm, I'm convinced after this experience that that kind of thing happens more often there than anywhere else. But it also shows this kind of sexualization of kids. It's coming out from these communities. It's coming out. They, they are the big pushers behind a lot of this kind of sexualization of kids out of this community. We see it in their television shows. We see it in their writing. They're, they they control the cultural blueprint through their screenwriting. You, you see that, uh, what's her name, Jeanette McCurdy? Was that yeah, the actress? Yeah, the young actress. Yeah, there's these, she there, like, she wrote a book about the weird abuse. Someone made a video compilation from her, her show or just Disney shows in general. And there's this weird stuff where, like, they have little girls' feet and they're, like, rubbing uh, ketchup on it and stuff, like, just really creepy stuff. You see that stuff in cartoons all the time. I just saw a meme right now for a Shrek movie, and they were they literally had a meme where there was a very sexual thing. Just for a split second, you could see it. They're constantly embedding these kinds of things within their content. Well, there's, there's the old legends yeah. about, uh, you know, Disney, right? The Lion oh, King. Yeah. The, of course. the Lion King, he lays down, it says sex. And then I think the, the official explanation was, no, 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 it says SFX. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what it was? I Something like that. Then there's the cover of The Little Mermaid. Then there's uh, Aladdin saying, what does, what does he say? Good. What, what does he say? Something, something about taking off your clothes. Oh, there's a bunch of wieners everywhere. Let's just be real with each other. That's what it is. You know? <laughs> is it, isn't, what, what, like the Great Mouse Detective had something? Did it? Oh, I don't, I didn't see that one. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I could be wrong because mm-hmm. I, 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 I learned all this from watching some like Newgrounds.com video back in the day. <laughs> but it was like under a carriage was a small like porn frame or something. I don't know if that's real, but that's like another part of the legend or whatever. Uh, they've been working this stuff. We saw it in 2012 before the kind of whole transgender kind of uh, movement started taking off in America. We saw it being pushed at this school pretty heavily. And then, of course, you see these major writers, um, you know, writing these series, writing these movies, and they're part of this whole scene. And so we've been, I think that it's been, it been embedded within the culture for a while. We always wonder, how do these things happen? They happen because we've allowed the left and the woke to monopolize all of these institutions that define what it means to be American. So, you know, I think that's one of those kinds of things where we, we the only way to fight back, the only way to push back is to create our own institutions and get our own messages out there. Here's what, here's what we're doing. One of the things that we're working on here is, aside from music and, you know, Cast Castle, like all of the projects we've been working on have been apolitical. But one of the things we're doing is we're setting up a physical space, which will probably be, you know, uh, uh, we want to do like a gaming space, board games, but we want to do events called Saturday Morning Cartoons, where Saturday mornings you bring your kids, there's like a buffet of like catering, pancakes, sausage, waffles, hash browns, and then we have like little arcade games, but we play cartoons that parents approve. So we can bring back that, you know, we used to wake up watching on Saturday morning, watch the cartoons, and the cartoons weren't so bad. We want to bring that kind of thing back, and we want to create a place where neighbors can meet each other and hang out, build community, and build a culture around you know where we live. It's a gold rush right now, I think, as far as um, you know, the right, the way that they see this all happening at Disney and Netflix and what have you. They want other options. They just don't have the options out there. For so many years, I would tell people, do not you know you know uh, give money to these people's movies and their television shows. Don't subscribe. But then the 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 pandemic hits, and now people are stuck at home. They have nothing to do. They have no other options. They need options. We got to do Jack's Pizza Shack. 
Jack's Jack's Pizza oh, Show. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. So big. Yeah, Jack Pasobic. Yeah. Uh, you know, he talks about Pizza Hut nationalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. We drove past an old Pizza Hut and it was all falling apart. It's kind of sad. We we didn't, we didn't end up going, but uh, maybe that's what we should do. We should set up, you know, Jack's family friendly pizza emporium or whatever, and then we can do community <laughs> events because that's another big aspect to community. So obviously, we're doing the internet based stuff. We want to build culture. But you can also build culture at the local level, too. Jack's been smart. Jack's Jack's been great about that. Back to your point, uh, the Sablono subconscious propaganda does work. And that's why they they put these little messages in there. There's a reason advertisers spend hundreds of billions of dollars trying to get their messaging out there. And truly, what happens with children, especially when it comes to Disney and all these other mega corporations and the images and the messages and and really the, the propaganda deep down, when you really look at it, when you're able to take a step back, because when you watch entertainment, you usually go into your kind of reptilian brain. You don't think you don't really you just kind of sit there and consume it you're in this phase where you're just getting injected with entertainment it's not entertainment a lot of it is propaganda a lot of it is programming that programs people to believe families are bad to believe healthy relationships are bad and as you said to make children in this kind of state where of course they're going to be prevented from having healthy relationships in the future Uh, but but the culture is extremely important we have to fight back I think memes are also extremely important like the meme that that Tim just showed just a couple of moments ago. But there's another meme that I that I saw today to bring this back to the conversation that we originally had here. And it was of a Deutsch dog in the 1920s saying, I lost my house. I lost my job. I lost my savings. I lost everything. And then you have the Jigga Chad uh, Deutsch dog in 2020 saying, I never had any of those things. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and when you're, when you're seeing messages like that and memes like that, it resonates with people because like, yeah, I, I never had savings. Oh, yes, I don't have a house. Yes, I don't have a real job. I have a, I have this gig economy created by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum that literally is just screwing me over and not giving me any kind of benefits or anything that, that could actually sustain sustain me as a human being. So memes, you know, I think, are super, super important. Luke, Luke, Luke came to me before the show and he was talking about him. he was being, he was unhappy and I said have you considered owning nothing oh, <laughs> oh yeah. things are looking up yeah. on a simplistic hippie Ian level that can work actually yeah uh, with, with minimalism I live in an RV so I, I went into the whole minimalistic aspect I, I you know it's still impossible to pack that that whole thing but but in 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 the bigger element yes but what they mean from it is is essentially human slavery which they're slowly conditioning us to be okay with by getting rid of our financial ability to prosper or have any kind of legitimate healthy lifestyle so when you're seeing people getting screwed over i mean these inflation numbers, th- these are just the official numbers. They don't represent what actually is happening out there in the real world. Since uh, last year, groceries went up 13.5%. Rent went up 6.7%. Airline fares, 13.4%. Electricity, 15.8%. That's a lot higher than the 8.3% reported just in August. What's happening out there is a total bloodbath. The poorest people of the world are being screwed over, are literally just being just taken by their feet and shaken by all these globalists, by all these leaders that that just want everything from them. And it's disgusting and it's sad. And it the poverty, the, the homelessness, the, the suffering is created by politicians. And because we don't see what's going on, because we're divided, because we're, we're conquered, we're, we're allowing this to, to, to happen you, you know, more and more. Somebody just super chatted a correction. They said, it's Disney's The Rescuers. It has a frame oh. with a woman in the window, full frontal, Snopes. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I just think about where we've gotten to, you know, with everything Luke said, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, all this economic stuff. And then I'm thinking about what you said and imagining just like all ages drag shows. Ugh. And I'm just like, Rome is burning, man. 
100%. So, so I, I kind of feel like, you know, what you can do is scream as you fall to the earth or or you can enjoy you know, your skydiving. <laughs> Learn to fly. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I guess do a couple somersaults. Or you can evolve down. and Aim turn for a tree. squirrel, squirrel yeah, yeah. thing creatures that can end up gliding no, no, no. themselves mm-hmm. out of the You way. can scream and panic or you can aim for those trees. Aim for the bushes. Yeah. Aim for the bushes. Yeah, use your body as a glider mechanism. You know, yeah, I've heard like people have survived their shoots failing, like hitting, falling into trees and stuff. So, I've seen you know, those stories. The maybe, Amer- maybe. The American revolutionaries had to fight a war to seize their property back from the king or basically retain or, or gain the rights to their own property that the king had seized from them, however you want to look at it. And to think that we might go back there is really bothering me. I don't like that Black Rock or Black Stone has been able to purchase. Uh, yeah, property. I don't think it should be constitutionally legal for megacorps to buy property. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, Maybe not single parent, single family homes. But but I would say you hit the nail on the head with the hammer, um, except, except for the might part. I mean, look at the, the rate at which we're taxed. So you, they, were, they were concerned about much less taxes back then than we get taxed today. And it's getting worse. So, man, it's, it's crazy to think about this idea that after the American Revolution, you owned land. That was it. You owned land. Now you can't own land without paying a million and one taxes. I think the, the real indicator is whether we're going to just into a civil war or not. And we've talked about this on Red Pill America a lot. We've actually did an episode on it. We believe that we're venturing towards that area. We agree with you on that. I think the difference is, or, or what we're seeing right now, if you look at the American Revolution or you look at the, the actual civil war in the, the mid-1800s, why did those things happen? They happened because the people that were fighting didn't have political recourse. There was nothing that they could do uh, from a political standpoint to change the things that they were trying to change. In the in the 1776, it was they didn't have, you know, it was taxation without representation. In the middle 1800s, it was, oh, you know, we don't have rights, we're slaves. Uh, we're seeing, are we seeing that now? Is that what we're seeing? Is that there's no political uh, ability to solve our problems? That's the real question I think that we're starting to ask ourselves right now. You know, with people talking about voter fraud and, and those kinds of things, if people start to believe that they do not have the political pathway to solve their problem, they turn to violence. And that we've seen that throughout American history. So that's history really the, the temperature that we really need to be gauging is do people feel that they can change things in the voting booth? Those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Exactly. So if people, look, you've got, uh, we'll get into this in a little bit, but Lindsey Graham hmm. is basically sabotaging the Republicans right before the election. Cool. He's he's pushing out this uh, 15-week abortion ban, which is, it's, it's not going to pass. It's impossible. They, they, Republicans don't have the House, the Senate, or the executive branch, so this just makes no sense to do. If people start to feel like there is no path towards any kind of political solution, you're right, they're going to lose their minds and it's going to get bad. But I have to wonder if this is what they want. He, right he, before a midterm election, get everybody riled up and angry so that they can sabotage. Of course, it's what he, he wants, I believe. And I think that the people that are going to be backing him on this, I mean, culturally, is is there anything culturally that's pulling him into making this decision? I mean, it, it's that whole, that, that old saying that Andrew Breitbart made popular, uh, politics is downstream of culture. Mm-hmm. The only time that you can f- create polit- or create a legislation like this is if the culture asks for it. You can try to create it and you could force it down people's throats. But the decision already has to be made by the American people for that to stand. 
And Lindsey Graham, I think, is off on this. I don't think culturally right now. I mean, the whole thing with Roe v. Wade and why we were so happy about it, I consider myself pro-life. But the reason why we were so happy about it is because we were throwing it back to the states and we were allowing states to make their decision. And now he comes along and says, no, now we're going to, you know, enforce this on a federal level. And I, he has to understand that this is going to rile up the left. He has to understand it. I mean, just, logics, just logic will tell you that. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. He's a, I, I really, I really am not a big fan of that guy. Yeah. Like he's like a strong arm authoritarian. I don't know why he's still in Congress. Let's jump to this story from Insider. Cardi B is furious about how expensive everything has gotten. How are people surviving? I want to know. That's a good question. Uh, Cardi B is right. And I would say that Cardi B, man, this is this is probably a, a very important barometer for the political temperature in this country. <laughs> when establishment mainstream celebrities who, you know, you mentioned in a previous segment, they're supposed to be with the left. Basically, the left has control of the narrative. The Democrats do. When they're coming out and being like, nah, everything's bad. And Joe Biden's celebrating on the White House lawn. They've, they're losing control. It's getting it, it's getting so hot out there. It's getting so crazy that regular people are starting to say like, yo, this can't work. I think Democrats should be particularly worried about uh, what happens in November when you get prominent celebrities being like, hey, this sucks. That's why they had, I think, this the rally today is they know that their backs are against the wall. They're in the corner on this. They're trying to gaslight everybody on the subject. But when you are touching Cardi B on, on issues like this and any kind of pop culture icons like that, I think that you, uh, you're you in serious trouble. I agree with you on that. Yeah, regular people, you can't ignore it anymore. Now you're going to get a whole bunch of people who are going to be like, yes, queen. Like, they don't even know. They don't even care. All they know is that she came out. You know, we shouted out Flecka's talks. He has these videos where they go and ask people questions on the street. I don't know if you've seen them. Yes, of course. And, and it's just the people are just mind-numbingly dumb. And it's really disheartening. But while it is edited, of course, and, I, you know, I've done men on the street interviews. Most people are not this stupid. What happens is they'll go out, they'll, they'll film a bunch of people and take the stupidest ones and make a video. And it's kind of depressing. But of those dumb people that you see in those videos, they're the kind of people that are going to hear they're going to hear Cardi B and go, "Yeah, it is bad. I'm what I'm going to vote how she says." I've seen those videos as well where they ask people to ask, you know, who is this president or who is our first president? They can't name them, but they can also name every single name of the Kardashians. Right. So yeah, Cardi B is going to 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 hit the right nerve on something like this. But I, I don't think. How do you fight? How do you not see what is happening right now? I, I I don't think many people pay attention. 
I think that they're relying on that and they're counting on people to to not be paying attention to what's you know the prices that are happening right now. It's way worse than it is than it's being published because they've changed the barometers for in, to calculate inflation. If you use the same numbers from the late seventies, um, which worse is kind than of analogous, it's, been it's since way World worse. War than, it was it was and and that was just an incredible time to live through the gas lines that happened at that time. The the the, the prices were shooting up like crazy. Interest rates. We're complaining about interest rates now. Interest rates got to fourteen percent. I think it was above fourteen percent at what, that time, it, like late eighties. Wasn't it like 20? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're complaining about it now. We're just getting into this right now. This inflation thing, we're just getting started on it. Weimar Germany, baby. Yeah, regarding people not paying attention, is this why, like in the Soviet Union, they went after intelligentsia and they, they tried to take that that strata out is because those were the people that could see the nonsense, like they could see the lie. They were the dissidents. And, and that's why they why the left sees the, their arts and music and and uh, TV is, is so valuable is because it, they are the ones that are pushing that message out there. They start to lose little strands like Cardi B and that you start to see the wall break down. And we're in an, an amazing time. Like I don't want to put like fear porn out there. We live in a time now where where shows like this exist where barriers are being erased that were the up before. Um, you know, there was 20 years ago, you couldn't create a movie and, and hope to get any distribution because there was no streaming. There was no, the technology wasn't there to, to push that thing out there. We live in a time now where we can actually just create something from our iPhone and put it out there into the world. So we have the tools to fight back on this. But um, but I think the left has understood from a very, I think there's, there's a whole almost in conservatism, uh, there's a fatal flaw in conservatism, and I consider myself a conservative, that um, they haven't seen this coming for many, mm. many years. They allowed the this to be this to happen. They allowed each one of these institutions to be taken over. I think that there needs to be some kind of a, a reformation uh, movement within the conservative movement to 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 grasp to fully grasp this. And you guys are talking about it all the time. I praise you guys for doing that. Thank you for doing that. You're surprisingly in the minority um, for the in the anti woke world. Not a lot of people talk about it. I don't think they feel like it's in their wheelhouse. But when you talk about or, or sometimes the, the metaphor fighting back and the culture war comes up. and But the difference is in a real war, in a, in a hot arms war, you actually do fight back. There's like devastation on both sides and whoever gets destroyed, the other person wins. But in a culture war, the way to win is to maintain positivity and to include essentially everyone. Like you're not shutting things down. As soon as you start becoming the ag aggressor, th the cultists don't want anything to do with you. So you have to stay almost like ignorantly positive. It's very challenging for really intelligent, logical people because I when, think oh, okay, yeah, go, no, when you look around and you see things in pain, it's hard to ignore it or pretend like things are still really good. But that's what people want to hear, and that's what the, that's what taps into their feelings. Everybody should play Civilization. Do you ever play Civilization? No, video I game. Sid, was Sid Meier's Civilization? Yeah, I pronounce it. Uh, they're on, they're on six right now, and there are several ways to win. You know, you, you start as a nomadic tribe, you build cities, eventually you have borders, eventually you, boars are pressing on other people's borders. Brilliant game. I've been playing it my whole life since Civilization 2. And you can win through a cultural victory. If you have cultural dominance over the planet, everybody just wants to be what you are, you win. The other thing that can happen is if your culture is so dominating, it can actually sh push the borders and annex cities and other, and other, and from other countries. So while it's a video game, understand this idea is, is rooted in real life. When you start getting cultural permeation, when, when American culture starts seeping into, say, the Soviet Union, people then start demanding what other people have. 
you end up with a Pizza Hut commercial with, what was it, Gorbachev? And he's like eating the pizza backwards. And then they're like, he brought Pizza Hut. Yay. That's what happens when your culture starts dominating other countries. Your own citizens start saying, we don't like you. We like them. For, for example, when the war with Ukraine broke out, Russian influencers were crying because they were getting banned on Instagram. So these are, these are children of Russian officials with millions of followers being like, no, my life, I want to be American. That's a devastating thing to destroy your country when your own children are begging to be a part of a different country. I was getting the vibe. Uh, Absolutely. Them. Just really quickly. Culture is key. And I actually did what you described before. I had a picture of Kim Kardashian and George Washington. And I went to the streets of Times Square and I was like, who's who? A lot of people got the Kardashians. Not a lot of people got the presidents. And just one more point, Ian, Bob, before I let you go here. Um, another thing that I really wanted to bring up specifically around this topic is that I sacrificed my well-being and I listened to this Cardi B rant sorry. on Instagram. And and she does talk about how she helps a lot of people and how even helping people is is very difficult for her because more and more people need help now more than ever. She talks about how properties have gone up. She talks about how rents have gone up. And she talks about how do people deal if they don't have a quote, a Cardi B in their life. And she legitimately yeah. asked that question. She made it about her. She also addressed Joe Biden. And she said, you know, everyone's coming at me because I've supported Joe Biden and, and, I, and I, you know, uh, campaigned for him. And she said, this is happening all over the world. This is happening because of the pandemic. And she specifically addressed Biden in this to make sure that she was still okay in the party establishment in the in the kind of sphere. So um, but I, wanna, I, I, wanna, I did it. I wasn't happy I did it, no, no, but no, I listened should, to the rant. No, you should. People should listen. You, should, you don't have to be unhappy. I think it was right of her for, for her to call out all the problems. We got the story from TMZ. She visited her old middle school and donated 100 grand. I oh, think Cardi B's rad. Cool. I think that's fantastic. I don't like the you know her music, but that's no that's no big deal. And you she know, complained years know. ago about taxes as yeah, well too. That was, a big, <laughs> that was a big deal. You see, my money. You got to 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 sweet talk and be like taxation is theft. And then could you imagine? I don't think she, I would sweet talk Cardi B. She comes <laughs> out. She comes out with uh, W A T uh, I uh, T taxation. <laughs> <laughs> wet ass taxation <laughs> yeah exactly and you're I, like oh man somebody red pilled Cardi B oh, no, <laughs> you, did you see the Clintons talk about that the, no, the uh, oh no you don't want to see it yeah, that just be it's tit it would just be tit taxation yeah, is theft yeah there you <laughs> go yeah she tit. made that taxation song. is theft yeah. their shirts already made I'm like sure. that years ago that I saw one, sure. those things never go well though what was the guy St Stephen Colbert that did the, the the shot one where all the shots oh, were bouncing gosh. around yeah. like when you force those kinds of messages in there but I, I do see the, Here's yeah, but he wasn't self-aware. That's the problem. Like when you went, you know, making a taxation is theft song as a joke because you know it's ridiculous. Yeah. Then it's funny. But Colbert was serious. We can get Cardi B, though. If we can pull her over if she sees an ecosystem that she can survive in and still do what she does. Yeah. But when she doesn't, when you, when we all the time, we get these little percolations of people popping up, Macy Gray kind of coming out and saying, I know what a woman is, a woman is da 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 da. And then having to, a couple days later, completely backtrack from that because she's afraid. There are so many people in Hollywood that think about certain topics the way that we would think and we would kind of approach. But they are afraid because there's a monopolistic uh, industry that they're trying to operate within. We can only do so much, but this is why we're making music. For one, I've made music my whole life. So we got Carter Banks, who also makes music. That's what we can do. If I was a construction guy, I'd start an anti-woke construction company. Mm -hmm. so, you know, if I was a cartoonist, that's what we'd be doing. Seamus, he does that. 
We need to create a space where someone can eventually be like, I don't need to work for you because you're woke and insane. That other company is offering an opportunity and I can go work there. So I'm not worried about speaking up. 100%. Yeah, I think that Cardi B is ready because I remember her commenting about how she felt like she hadn't genuinely been herself since she became famous. She said, if you're given the choice between becoming rich or becoming famous, just be rich. Don't be famous. It's terrible. It's stifling. And I was like, oh, it sounds like you're ready for like a change of scenery. Maybe we can make this happen. She's right though, man. Yeah. She's seeing it. She's seeing it. I think she's gotten to a level of success now where she is... is, uh, you know, seeing the world in a different way. And we just need to kind of close the deal with people like that. Yeah, I, I often talk about, you know, why don't people do more? There's so many anti-woke people with power and wealth. And they're like, what are they doing? They don't do it that you wish they would do more. And then what you end up seeing is people like Mackenzie Bezos takes billions of dollars from her divorce settlement and then invests it in critical race theory, gender theory, all, the, all this woke stuff. And then I'm just like, where where are the... You know, the anti-woke, the libertarian and the right with massive. I mean, look, how many Bitcoin millionaires, do you know, and where are they at? What are they doing? Huh? Why aren't they making TV shows? Working in McDonald's now uh, mm. with the dip. Ooh, uh, holding, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> holding a lot of them. Um, I, I think a lot of people do get involved, but a lot of people are also afraid to get involved. Um, I, I think the culture that we're living in is one where they try to scare people from not speaking out, not getting involved. And I, I think that's the biggest aspect of control that the system and establishment has on everyone else is this kind of paranoia is this low vibrational fear that keeps them in control and keeps them from being able to fully express themselves and live their truest uh, lives so there, there is a big aspect of it that we need to show people hey it's safe out there everything's fine it's okay you could even confront a politician you could you could you could cuss them out and you can tell them out you can tell them tell them exactly how you feel you, you could you could speak your truths and it'll be okay and it'll be fine and the world would be a better place if people would just stop pretending that they're somebody else and that they should be okay and that they should be in the confines of what they think is okay and not i, I think that's the biggest fallacy we're facing there's a real problem with fame like like you were saying who was it that oh was cardi it cardi B. and yeah. steve martin said the same thing You'd, if you could be rich or famous just take rich don't be famous it's the brave people come in here and they're like tim you're brave like that's what being famous if you don't have the money to have six armed guards surrounding you like a hexagon at all times like which is insane anyway no one does no one really does that like dude it's this culture of crowds and mobs that form around someone because they love them or they hate them Mm. mobs can go haywire really fast if there's an explosion or if someone screams or if if a boulder falls down the hill like that alone that's the non-emotion like it's there is a danger of being famous I kind of yeah, no, I, I finish. Go I for it. Go. That's I, about it. I wanted to say, like, you know, I remember when I was younger and people would say things, the same thing. If you could choose what you're famous, be rich. Hmm. I remember I was on a rooftop in uh, in Illinois with a bunch of, like, investors and, like, local politicians for some reason. Don't ask me. I have no idea how I end up there. And they were saying, like, the biggest mistake people make is they think, you know, being fame is a path to something. In reality, it's exposure. It's risk. And I was, I was thinking about that, especially now, because we have, like, just a plethora of stalkers, both love and hate. A plethora, yay. And, and love and hate, it's both extremely dangerous. Mm. Then you also have, you have different kinds of stalkers. You have the hater stalkers who make things up and are insane and just like think I'm stealing their spoons. There was somebody who tweeted that I went to their house thousands of miles away at two in the morning and turned their TVs on and woke them up. Why'd you and then do that? the other the other stalkers all believe it <laughs> oh because they're just genuinely nuts. But then you have the stepping stone stalkers People who think that they too can be rich and famous if only they could get you to give them the chance or give them money. Mm-hmm. And then you just, it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's an, it's a crazy experience. It's a crazy discovery. 
And I got to tell you, man, you read these stories about what happens when people win the lottery and how everyone comes out of the woodwork. Oh, bro, it is worse than pe- the stories you hear. When people talk about the stalkers, these celebrities don't tell you the truth about how bad the stalking really is because it would make it worse. But I'll tell you, whatever you think is going on with these celebrities and these stalker stories, it's actually 100 times worse, substantially worse. Yeah. I wish we could put together like a documentary and just show exactly how bad it is. We've been swatted 13 times. Mm. 13. And where's the FBI? No idea. There's not, what, what can they really do? And it still just gets crazier. The bigger this show gets, the more successful we are, the crazier things have gotten. Yeah. From, from my experience, is one of the best things you could do is not to give these people any attention because no that's fuel. usually what they're after. And that's what they love. They love getting an impact. They love being heard about. They love being talked about. So I dealt with this for a while. It's not convenient, but it's the price we pay. And uh, to add to, to, to your comment, Ian, what you were saying about the groups and going crazy, uh, Frederick uh, Nietzsche had, had a perfect comment about this when he said in individuals insanity is rare but in groups parties and nations it is the rule and i think when he said that he he hit the nail on the head to what's happening right now in the larger microcosm of american politics i think people are suffering i think we're dealing with a, a nutritional health crisis i think we're dealing with a financial crisis i think we're dealing with a cultural crisis i think the crap that they're putting on as entertainment that really is propaganda is just unwatchable in many instances it's disgusting in many instances and i think we're seeing the unraveling of our society and hopefully something new comes from all of this and new people come in with better ideas and don't create a great reset as some people would say but but build out of the old something new something better because we need it more than ever they're going to try and push central bank currencies um and they're going to switch us from proof of work to proof of stake for the crypto so instead of having proof of work which is the more processor power you have to make your bitcoins it's going to be proof of stake. The more Bitcoin you own, the more money you're going to make. So they're trying to move us to a rich get richer system with proof of stake. It's, it's very dystopian. It's really annoying. Um, and they're going to try and do the mass censorship. I don't know, man. I, let's go for it. Let's, let's jump to this next story, man. From TVLine.com, Emmys hits all time audience low. Good. Wow. <laughs> Good. The end is nigh. Did you watch the it? I, I, I didn't I, even know what happened. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I Hold watched on. it. For, for those of you that are listening right now, send in your chats and super chats. Did you know the Emmys even happened? Like one or... I did not I did know. Not. <laughs> I had no clue. And, and it was not in anyone's feeds. I mean, yeah. you would see the, you know, typically see the clips. It. Nobody was tweeting about it. I watched it because I feel like I have to watch those kinds of things. Sorry. It was... I'm sorry you had to un- do that. Sorry. I, I, there was a moment where I, I told my wife, Adriana, I'm like, we, we, we can't do this. She says, no, no, we got to keep watching. We got to keep watching. It was a cringe thing. Just one thing after the other. Just ca- it's so infused into ev- and saturated. Just it's just saturated into everything that they do. The awards they give, the shows they give, shows that should have easily won were lost out to the most woke show. I mean, it's just. I, I think it's just part of, uh, of that. Why the reason why those ratings are so low? That's we have such a great opportunity right now. Well, I, I kind of think that uh, the system is collapsing. And it's more apparent uh, to me than I think to the average person for a few reasons. I don't know if it's going to recover. So we got a bunch of Times Square billboards. We did this over the summer. We, we, we went nuts. We had like 25 ads just like dominating the space. It was awesome. And a lot of people were like, that's crazy. How could you afford that? And then I'm just like, bro, it costs 20 bucks to run an ad in Times Square. One time. Yeah. So like, and you can get even cheaper. There's some, some smaller ads, like still big screens, like $7. And they'll say, like, you got to buy at least 20 of them or whatever. So it's a couple hundred bucks, and then it'll run for the day. 
That's a lot cheaper than people realize. And the reason, you know, it's done. Like the foot traffic is down. These, there's no impact anymore. There's no cultural references. There's like, there's, there's no cultural cohesion. So even having the ads doesn't do anything. It's just a statement being made. And I thought about it. And I'm like, here we are. We did it. We, we're here in the cent- center of American culture. And we made our point. But we were only able to because the system has decayed to the point where the, it, it used to be that there's so many big companies with tens of millions of dollars that they were all competing for these spaces. The prices were super high. Now, nobody wants them. Now, they're de- like some of the billboards in there are turned off. So, so yeah, off. Interesting. And I'm like, hey, that one that's off. Can I get that one? We ended up getting the entire billboard to ourselves. So we also ended up hitting number two on billboard digital sales. And you know what? You know what? We we sold 12,520 songs in one week. That's number two. 12,000. Interesting. That's it. Interesting. It used to be 100, 200, 500,000 sold. Now, I, I get it. We're in a different kind of economy with streaming music, but- it's not just about, uh, you know, nobody's encouraging. I mean, you, you can check this up to the rental economy and you will own nothing and you'll be happy. But my point is, we are able to stand atop the ruins. We're, we're able to be like, look how well we're doing only because the system has collapsed. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Like, if we had a show this big 10 years ago, we would not be getting top, you know, singles and music or, or Times Square. But because the system has just broken down and fallen apart, we can climb on the rubble and be like, I am king of the rubble. And everyone's like, yeah. And then we're like, ha ha. I would have thought those would have gone for tens of thousands of dollars that that you could not get out of an ad for less than $100,000 for something like that. Well, so like if you want to get the biggest, the big tower, you know, they do it on like a week by week basis and it's like 600 grand per week. But most of the billboards, you know, they're big. But they're not that big. It's like you can have a run all day for a couple grand and you can actually schedule like 20 ad placements to, to span over one, you know, one day over, you know, they'll play like once every other minute for a few hours and it'll cost you 200 bucks. It's just that the demand is gone. Not, not only that, but like small businesses have been wiped out. So ad revenue is collapsing. I just I look at the Emmys and it's like American culture is being erased. These things that we used to all be interested in and talk about just gone. And without that, what happens? You end up, I'll just say, and in a big leap, civil war. Because when you have completely disparate cultures that don't like each other, that don't care about each other, and aren't concerned about offending each other, they can say whatever they want about each other. It used to be that you were like, okay, I better not say that, you know, what's what's the famous apocryphal quote for Michael Jordan? conservatives buy shoes too, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you get uh, conservatives buy shoes too, man? Okay. You know, nowadays, it's like, I don't want their money anyway. So I'll rag on them and hopefully that'll make more of the woke left to buy my stuff or the, or the inverse. Now you've got Democrats and Republicans refusing to debate each other. You've got uh, Katie Hobbs. She won't debate Carrie Lake, but you got, uh, uh, who is it? Herschel Walker, is that his name? He's not going to debate. Yeah. Uh, um, Warnock. Warnock, there yeah. you go. And so the, the, the reality is what's to be gained? 
The hyperpolarization is so intense, you only face risk by actually coming together. There, so a Republican's going to come out and be like, I'm not going to get any of these Democrat votes. Why bother talking to them? And the Democrats going to be like, I'm not going to get a Republican vote. Why bother talking to them? Because it's not even about the, the, the policy. It's about Democrats are bad or, or Republicans are bad. In which case, it is what it is. The chips have fallen where they're going to fall. Let's see who wins the election. The, everything is fractured. And it is sooner or later, people are going to just demonize each other to the point where they're fighting in the streets. I mean, it probably already happened. It's like already happening, actually. It, we're seeing it. I mean, I don't know if it's just because of social media that we're seeing so much more of this kind of violence happening or, you know, in Los Angeles. I mean, you can't go a day without seeing a, somebody walk into a restaurant while people are eating with gun, a gun and putting a gun to their head mm. and taking money from them. I, I think you're right. The social cohesion. There is no what event on a national scale now is considered something that is kind of must see. That's this cultural kind of phenomenon that brings everybody together. Even NFL, even the NFL now is broken down. I mean, yeah. we, 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 the, the whole advertising thing was used to be a huge thing where we would sit down and watch the advertisements, which advertisement is the best. And now it's just we're constantly being bombarded with the wokeness on any of these things. So there's no cohesion. There's no culture. And a lot of that had to do, I believe, with this illegal immigration problem that we've been dealing with now since at least the 70s, where there is no, there's a, there's no entry that where people have to say, okay, this is what American is, and this is what I've bought into, and I'm going, and I'm signing on to this. I am buying into the American dream, into the American culture, into the, what it means to be American. We've lost that entirely. We lost it through Pledge of Allegiances in schools where we used to sing these kinds of things on a regular basis. When I was growing up, now you don't see those kinds of things happen so much anymore. We've lost this cultural cohesion. And I think that you're right. It is leading to more and more violence. And social media is helping instigate it and trigger it even more. The next big thing to just shatter and destroy American culture will be when they have in like the NFL and the NBA forced diversity. When they say stuff like, hey, these rules are arbitrary. Why don't we mandate that half the team be women? Hmm. Sooner or later. It's going to happen. Wokeness is, has, has already hit sports and the weird left cult has already hit sports. Sooner or later, they're going to come out and be like, you know, we made these rules up, right? It's discriminatory that your team is all male. Yeah, and then so, you're going to have the NBA. It's like going to be half men and half women. And it's going to be the sports the dudes thing are going to be the one doing it, all the work. It's so much harder to get away with it in sports. I just saw a, another meme to, to reference the memes you're talking about. I saw a meme where this woman broke the, the deadlifting record and it was 634 pounds or something. And then somebody quickly followed that up with, yeah, man's record is 1,100 pounds. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, there's Same. so the difference between men and women when it comes to these kinds of things. I mean, and women have their thing. I prefer watching women tennis. Than, than men's tennis because the rallying it's just a little bit more of an exciting game to watch so there's not to say there isn't a place for women in sports or what have you but the, the difference between the, the, the sexes when it comes to sports I, is just drastic I think the tennis thing you know I, I don't really mind I think it's entertaining when it's like Serena or who was that other guy uh, when they smash their, their racket and scream and, and rage. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, McEnroe. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. what we're here for. Everybody knows. Nobody actually enjoys watching tennis. We're just waiting for them to <laughs> smash their racket. It's like, I'm kidding, by the way, but it's like NASCAR. They say that everyone's just waiting for a car to crash or something. And I'm like, no, not really. You know, because I don't think that happens all the time. No. But yeah, man. Uh, so, so according to this TV line article, it says that Emmys hit the, an all-time audience low opposite the most watched Monday Night Football since 2009. I think, I think they're saying Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. MNF? Yeah. Who was it? Was that the Browns? I don't know, but uh, I was talking to somebody about the state of culture and media a while ago, 
and they said that sports will be the last to go because sports is something that can't be rerun. Like you can watch an old game to see what's up, but for the most part, you need the live here and now show for what matters. With TV shows, I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. I'm on season five. And it's a it's a ten year old show, no so spoilers. most people have already seen it. But but I'm like, oh, I'm, if I haven't seen it, it's new to me. Yeah, you were saying you can't, we can't you can't go watch old NFL games and be like, ooh, mm-hmm. like you could, I guess. You were saying you watched the Emmys, Patrick, and I was like, uh, my thought was, did you watch it on one point five speed? Because I have no interest. <laughs> but that would mean you had to wait till it's already done to go back and watch no, it at one point five speed. We watched it live. There's just no. There's no rush to the show anymore because I'd rather watch it later, faster. It, it just didn't. It didn't represent America and the American experience at all. And they they've gone overboard. You know, the whole thing with the the um, Oscars so white. I think Hollywood really took that to to heart. And it, it, honestly, it felt like we were watching the BET Awards. It was just this crazy recorrection. And I've talked to to screenwriters about this. The way Hollywood is, they are getting fed up with it. They can't work anymore. And we're talking about very successful showrunners of huge shows on HBO and NBC and what have you that they – and I've been hearing this complaint since 2012. So this has been going on for 10 years there where they cannot get work if their skin is white. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing that, this this constant infiltration in Hollywood. That's why we keep going – I keep going back to the same thing. We're, we're in, we have a great – this gold rush right now in regards to being able to get in there and make stuff because people are dying for it. Let's jump to this uh, story from Bounding into Comics. Wait, before we do that, there's also some breaking news people are talking about in the chat room of the My Pillow guy getting raided by the FBI. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is Not so. Surprising. So this is the story that's coming out right breaking now that news. he was tracked down by the FBI on a hunting trip, surrounded in his car, and had his cell phone seized. So that's the story that some people in the chat room have been letting me know. I just wanted to bring it up at a, in, at a point where we didn't kind of move on for. Uh, the next story, but uh, this well, let's, is, let's, this let's is pull this news. up. Let's pull this up from yeah, the Daily this Beast. Is crazy. Mike crap. Lindell, Fed seized my cell phone at Hardee's. At Hardee's. Hardee's. Where's this guy? Can at? a man enjoy a burger? <laughs> Where is he? Just near Hardee's. <laughs> Lindell also posted a subpoena on what appears to be a search warrant. So this is breaking news. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell told the Daily Beast on Tuesday night that the FBI seized his cell phone while he was at a Hardee's restaurant. He posted on social media a grand jury subpoena from a federal prosecutor in Colorado who appears to be a search warrant. The FBI had no immediate comment, so, well, I don't know, man. What else can be said? It's 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 the system's busted. It's falling apart. They are looking to do what they did to Nixon and all of his uh, crew and his cohorts. You know, we're right now we're doing a multiple part series on Nixon, and it's fascinating the parallels between what's happening in that right now with Trump and all the Trump circle, and what happened to Nixon uh, back in the day. And it, the more that they can dirty. Everyone that's around him, they scare people from getting involved within the commun- within his culture, within within his uh, circle of of uh, politics. They they dirty him up to be able to go and and run for a next election. I think that's what this entire thing is about. It's the narrative machine in action. Scare everybody that's associated with Trump. He he's going to have a hard time getting good people because of that. Constantly paint him and any associate that he has as a criminal. You don't think that we're going to see perp walk uh, ads ads when the when the election comes? Oh yeah, with we Bannon. are going to yep. see perp walk ads. They are going, and, and I, I said this uh, back in the Jan six time frame that Trump. We're going to see Trump perp walked, and, and people thought that it was nuts when I said that. Oh, it's not going to happen. He is going to get perp walked. They want that image, yep. so they could put it. Whether in an it ad. stands or not, it doesn't. Whether matter. it doesn't matter, it's the image. We got a video here. We got a video here of uh, Michael Lindell. 
So uh, we will play this video. I think this might be the video. Today the FBI. All right, let's let's quiet let's quiet that down a little bit. Mike, you're you're pretty loud. <laughs> Sorry about that. Today the FBI. Uh, you're going to hear this, and you're probably already hearing it in the news. The FBI came after me and took my phone. They surrounded me at a Hardee's and uh, took my phone that I run all my business, everything with. Um, um, they could have just, what they've done is weaponize the FBI. Um, it's disgusting. I don't have a computer. Everything I do have that phone, everything was on there. And, uh, um, and they told me not to tell anybody. Here's an order not to, don't tell anybody. Okay, I won't. <laughs> well, I am. So... They perp walked Steve Bannon over a million bucks. Yep. BLM's been accused of stealing more than that. The the leaders, the mm-hmm. founders, and stuff like that. Uh, nothing. And the and wasn't he pardoned? I mean, uh, how is yeah, that look, even happening? We're in a civil war. So uh, you know what? No, no, I should take that back. We're in a revolution. Civil war implies that there's factions fighting each other. But right now, the FBI is just rounding people up, and it's and I, it appears to be extra legal. Yeah, there's like, an attempted revolution from the liberal world order to the new world order. I gotta say that clearly: liberal world order to a new world order. And the, it seems like some people in the American government are complicit. I, just I mean, don't, I don't have proof. I just seems like it. That's 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 a bit beyond where I'm at. I'm just saying the Democrats don't want to lose. They want power. They're scared of Trump, and they've weaponized the DOJ to go after anybody who might help Trump. We saw this in 2018 when the big tech companies started banning prominent influencers who helped Trump win, notably Alex Jones. They purged him all at the exact same time. Alex Jones is now on trial again for defamation. And it's like, it seems to be going the same way. They're like, oh, you're not allowed to defense and things like that. You're, you're refusing to, with, you know, send out, you know, to, to turn over proper information. Now they're going after, Steve Bannon said this, 35 prominent Trump supporters. You know, dark days is an understatement. If, I don't, I don't know what happens, but typically when you look at history and you see things like this, we're looking at probably something more like a Bolshevik-style revolution. I mean, maybe maybe that's 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 too much. But what, what's likely more likely than civil war at this point is just uniparty arrests, the purging of political rivals, the evisceration of anyone who's supporting the ideology, and just totalitarian uniparty. So you know, you can have a civil war. When two factions fight over control of one government, or in the United States, it was one faction trying to leave a government. Or you can have a revolution where one group seizes control, uses it to immediately purge and wipe out their opponents, and then take over. Tucker Carlson called this a a full-blown political purge. And he, he he's not wrong. I mean, look at what's happening here. I mean, what 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 will the Mike my pillow guy do to you? What what kind of threat is he to you? Who is he going to hurt? What did he do? What did he's they what money. did they get away with? He's got money. I, I know, but 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 from the average person watching this who's not into politics, seeing this right now, a lot of people are asking themselves this question. Obviously, this is very political, but but they're still trying to say that this is this is somehow justified that the DOJ is going after bad people, that they're going after criminals. But there's not even a shred of evidence to suggest this because from the average point of view, what effect is he having? Like, what, did they steal something? No, they didn't. They didn't get away with anything. Were they able to 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 lie or, or cheat? And no, they don't. There's no. There's nothing of that. I think this is a large fishing operation. I think they're looking for whatever they could get. And going through someone's phone, going through someone's cell cell phones and laptops and computers and all of their documents, they're just hoping someone slipped up and made some kind of mistake. And if they did, we're going to be hearing about it till the end of days. Now, seems and like, oh, we're and they're also trying to 
scare advertisers as well too. He's one of the biggest kind of advertiser, known advertiser on the right, funds a lot of different shows, a lot of different podcasts, and they're trying to send a message out there as well that, you know, if you guys try to enter into this arena, if you guys try to appeal to the right, we're going to come at you. A lot of people don't, we don't talk about this so much, but how, how completely leftist the advertising community is. They, they have controlled the, the digital platforms that are, that d- distribute these advertisements. They've gotten conservative uh, websites kicked off of these uh, advertising networks for years and years and years. So there's so many different things kind of in play here. They want everyone that's Trump, that touched Trump to look dirty. They want to scare advertisers, to, to scare away funding for shows. Uh, it's it's a, really a smart play if you think about it. These people that we're dealing with are not stupid. They understand the imagery. They understand what it means to have O'Bannon walked, excuse me, Bannon walked down, perp walked. They understand the power of the imagery. They've been doing this since this since the civil rights era, getting pictures of you know dogs in front of civil rights activists and and hoses being shot on them. So I think that's what what this is doing. They're 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 feeding their their narrative machine with this stuff so that they can scare the, the right. Yeah, I was getting the sense that it's the people that were saying that the election was stolen and that they have proof, but like then the proof never came out and they're like, it's coming, just wait three months and then it'll be there. Lindell and Bannon are really hard on that. They're yeah. really bullish. Um, but what I don't get is who cares? Like, let them say it. Like, that's part of democracy. We're allowed to yell stuff at each other. Biden's the president. Let's secure the elections by having open source voting systems. They did it for four years with the with Russian Hillary. with the Russian accusations with Trump when Trump won. And and now like I just it's just mind boggling to see what's happening here because it's so dangerous for everyone involved here. I wasn't a Trump supporter. I didn't I didn't back him. I criticized him. But but still, it doesn't matter to a lot and, of people and, because now even calling this out automatically labels me as as some kind of Trump supporter when I'm not. That's the point that, and that's the other side of it. Is I was ready to walk, um, be past Trump. I, I was a Trump supporter. I was ready to be done. Then all this stuff starts to hit. And all they're doing is pulling these people out that were done with him and ready to move on to a DeSantis or what have you. They're pulling them back in. They pulled me back in uh, in that regard. I, I, I'm not sure if it's the right play, or but they, they think they know what they're doing. Like scratching I mean, a mosquito bite because uh, it feels good. I told, talking told about you it. last night that the Biden administration has politicized law enforcement to the point where it feels Soviet. And we were not overstating it. The FBI has just raided the guy who sells pillows on this channel. Not because the pillows were bad, but because they don't like who we voted for. It'd be funny if the FBI was like, while well, the pillows actually are really good. Use promo code POST. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Use promo code FBI. Yeah, yeah. Promo code Gulag. Your Gulag. Well known as the Pillow Guy reports on his live stream, Lindell TV, that FBI agents located him, questioned him, showed him their badges, and asked him questions about Colorado and Dominion voting machines, and what? then provided him with a warrant to seize his cell phone. And uh, he says, uh, we're FBI. I said, show me your badges. So they show one badge. I said, how about yours? You know, I'm, I, you know, I don't trust anybody. Like, you know, there's bad people. Well, they do that. And they said, what do you want? And, and uh, he says, we need to talk to you. So I pull over. And uh, Mike Lindell said he initially told those agents he would not surrender his phone because he does not have a computer and runs all of his businesses off of that phone. Lindell published on his live stream what he claims was the warrant for that phone. 
Uh, we do not have Lindell's account confirmed right now, but we mm. will be looking into it and keeping you updated, Tucker. Wow. So maybe it's maybe it's bunk. I don't know, but um, I kind of believe the pillow guy. Like this is a story. I don't think he just makes up, especially considering Bannon came out said thirty five people were hit. Then we got official confirmation that forty subpoenas had been sent out. The subpoenas probably included Mike Lindell. Why wouldn't they? I mean, he's one of the most vocal supporters of Donald Trump. He also funded, didn't he? Fund some kind of a program to look into the election fraud and I what think have you. He did a big symposium or something yeah. about it. Yeah. Tucker actually talked about the people who are named on that list last night, and he talked about one person who organized a rally and how the FBI raided the daughter of this person who organized a rally and how uh, they weren't even involved in politics. They weren't even involved in politicians. They were just someone involved in uh, getting people to do political rallies. And they are the they were the ones that were raided by FBI officials coming at their door, knocking on their door, and, of course, um, intervening in their life and watching every single move they make very carefully. And, you know, the information, especially with how the DOJ has been recently handling it, most likely is going to be leaked to the media, as, of course, there's a lot of things that routinely are not supposed to make it out there to the general public through these investigations that do, that smear people, that attack people. Uh, there's phone records. Records, there's text messages, there's there's things about individuals' personal lives that always make it out there. And this is the weaponization of the DOJ that, of course, um, is going out there and going after people that they don't like because of their political opinions and ideas. I don't even agree with those political opinions and ideas, but this is such a dangerous move because it endangers everyone here. This is meant to set a ch chilling factor, and uh, it is happening. scaring some people. If you ever wondered what it was like to be living in... Uh you know, and any one of these historical nations before the emergence of the authoritarian regimes, be it North Korea or Weimar Germany or Russia or China or whatever, you're living in it. This is how it starts. And uh, man, I really got to wonder. I wonder if um, the COVID lockdowns were kind of a, a dry run. Will people submit to unconstitutional lockdowns and the destruction of their lives. And they found the answer was yes, overwhelmingly. It was nuts how the Roman Republic just turned into an empire. You go from a republic to an empire. That seems really extreme. I was just reading about the British monarchy and the king. You know, it's a hot topic right now. And like, he can take control. He can disband parliament. I mean, it, they say he won't because Elizabeth never did. But he can. And all he's got to do is claim emergency. But like, what's an emergency? A flood? An earthquake? Uh, someone saying the wrong thing on social media. Mm. Spilling your tea. Yeah, <laughs> the way they, they use the word sure. emergency these days, like how many emergency acts has Biden uh, going right now? We have like 45 states of emergency or some. We were looking up some numbers, some over like 25 current. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of emergencies, mostly foreign policy, I think. Yeah, and, and some of it's like about Iraq. You're like, what the hell? We've been out of Iraq like. Iraq's what emergency, emergency are anymore. we as American citizens facing because of what's happening in that country? And so if they, if the king were to seize power and become the, the sole monarch of England, all, of Britain all of a sudden, and then they, they try and emulate that over here with like... Try. Yeah, I know. They're doing it's it. It's disturbing. It doesn't... But I mean, it's not... It's totally possible. It's feasible. That's the problem. California is still in a state of emergency mm -hmm. to this day. It's, it still has that... Because they do not want to relinquish the power. The second that they were able to impl implement this power, this power grab, and we've seen it time and time again. Anytime these, you know, the, the Bushes did it with the, the Patriot Act, anytime these power, this power is given to the government, they never let go of it. And the thing that's been the difference is, is that the right is not as good at, at enforcing their, their power. The left is our masters at it. 
they have figured out ways to be able to, to to use the government in ways that they've accused Trump of doing when Trump was in office. Let's pull up this story here from uh, TimCast.com. Senator Lindsey Graham proposes nationwide 15-week abortion ban. Graham said the legislation is comparable to abortion regulations in 47 European countries. The Republicans don't have the Senate, the House, or the executive branch, so there's no point in introducing this bill other than to virtue signal or sabotage the Republicans right before the midterm election. Mm. I mean, you can argue that maybe he's like, look, we're going to do this. If you vote for us, we will do this because that will rally not just Democrats, but also Republicans. But Republicans are already angry. They're already ready to vote out Democrats. Democrats are the ones who need to be riled up. So it seems like Lindsey Graham is just sabotaging the Republicans. I think he's an insulated guy. Like he's insulated in his, his you know, echo chamber and thinks that he's doing moral good by his what he believes, that he really believes and wants that. I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. He's an establishment neocon that has been always toting the line of the party establishment, no matter what it is. And he always is on the tip of the sphere when it comes to pushing this larger agenda that screws everyone else over. It wouldn't surprise me if this was a bigger play to screw over uh, you know, the big part of the Republican Party that is set to allegedly win in this upcoming election. You look at how you know the abortion ruling by the Supreme Court mobilized a whole bunch of activists, a whole bunch of people to get active inside of democratic states and cities all throughout the United States. Why bring up this issue when, of course, this is only showing the enemy your move, even if it's that? But I don't think it's that. I, I think it's what Tim is asserting it is. And I think this is a deliberate action to shoot in the foot the kind of populist uprising that he wants to quell. So he, you think he, he wants Trump or any Republican to fail so that the, un, the liberal economic order can seize control? And so he's just shoving a nail in it with this? Well, this is going to mobilize, I think, a lot of people. And I think if you look at his voting record, it's always been not just, you know, Republican or, or Democratic. It's always been pro-establishment, pro-ruling party, pro-billionaire class, pro-World Economic Forum. He has always voted along those particular lines. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's now intervening as many people like Joe Rogan are telling people to go vote Republican. And I think this is going to have an effect on it. Sabotage. I think you're right on that. Yeah, I think to think right. that someone would sabotage their own political party is very, very weird. But he's not really—he's not aligned with he, the populist Republicans. Hmm. He's aligned with with neo the Democrats. He's yeah. had a history of that. I mean, look at uh, Liz Cheney. I mean, she's a Republican. She was—is uh, there anybody that has uh, sabotaged the the MAGA movement more or tried to sabotage the MAGA movement more than her? I mean, I, I think he is an establishment guy that tends to go along like McCain did with uh, the Democrats uh, on certain kinds of issues. And this just doesn't make any sense. It goes against the entire argument for Roe v. Wade and getting rid of it was to give this off to the states and allow states to make up their own mind on this. That was the argument from the right. And now he's completely usurping that. He's saying, no, we actually want more than that. And to do this right now before an election, I mean, does he have some kind of polling numbers that say something different? I don't know. I think we saw what happened in Kansas when they put it on the bill. They put an amendment. uh, I think it was Kansas. Yeah, it was Kansas. Where they put the the abortion bill on their amendment and ended up getting voted down, resoundingly voted down. He's helping Democrats. That's simple. 100%. Because now every single Democrat is going to have campaign ads saying, Senator Lindsey Graham wants a nationwide abortion ban. And they got it. I guess if you, if like cultural military, you know, war gaming here, if you had a country and there was a, a revolt in one of your cities and you couldn't get the, re- the rebels out of your city, that you would scorched earth the city and burn it all down. Even though it's your city, 
So if he's afraid that the MAGA have taken over the Republican Party, that he would sabotage the Republican Party. That's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. And if they if they do not have the red wave that so many on the right are hoping for, what does that say? Who, who ends up benefiting from that? I think it ends up being, you know, I think Trump ends up not benefiting from that. And the establishment Republicans, they like they've done with illegal immigration for years. They misrepresent or they misinterpret a, a, an election outcome to benefit their own positions. And they've done it with illegal immigration in the past where where somebody would lose and they'd say, oh, OK, that was because they took a hard line against illegal immigration. We need to go amnesty the way that the, the left is doing. And, and Lindsay is a perfect example of, of somebody that's completely bought into the establishment. Lindsay is also really good friends with Joe Biden and again said that Joe Biden is a good man as quote as God has ever created. So he's been very anti-Trump, very anti-populist, very pro uh, John McCain, neocon, neoconservative, trying to start foreign wars every chance, every instance he gets. So he's definitely not working in the interest of the American people. He's working towards the interest of the military industrial complex and the ruling party since, you know, the connection with uh, Biden is very clear with him and, uh, you know, Biden being in the Senate, you know, for 720 years now, uh, they had a very long, cozy relationship. Yeah, he was in the Roman Senate. Yep. It's true, That's yeah. Right. It's like, I, I wonder if Lindsay was bullied when he was a kid because it kind of feels like this is what someone that's like the target of being bullied grows up and then they get power and now then they become a bully. Yeah. What's the problem with bullying, man? Well, he's just an evil guy, hmm. you know, just evil. Man, you know, in my younger days, I did not believe in good and evil. I was just like, no, I think it's, it's, you know, people are trying their best, but they just disagree on how you go about things. And then you get into, you know, an industry, industry like this. You're like, oh, no, they're evil. They're, like, they're literally just evil. The crazy thing is when people believe they're doing good because, like, everybody thinks they're the hero in their own story. Mm. So when people believe they're doing good while they're doing evil acts, it's really crazy. But, that's, but, but, I, but I think mm, some of them are just evil. So, like, they, they, I used to think that. I used to think. Everybody was the hero of their own story. And then I was like, wow. And they start to realize, no, some people are evil. Some of them are just like, how much collateral damage can we sustain? To they get told our me this at Occupy Wall Street. They said, don't you want to just watch it all burn? And I said, not really. And they're like, well, what I was thinking about 9-11. And if that really was perpetrated by someone other than who we think it was, or even, even if, if there was more involvement than what we were told, that they're like, how many people can we kill and destroy in order to get a war going so that we can start profiting in the Middle East? Well, it's, it's beyond that. And I think when we talk about a larger spiritual energetic war, I think there's more reality to this that's very hard to quantify in words because there are individuals in our society, just like the new uh, science advisor in the, in, the, in the Biden administration, that literally takes all of his human liquids and writes demonic words on walls with them what? in order to summon demons and those things like yeah, spirit cooking Wait, uh, with Abrima Abrovamich Podesta. Uh, Podesta oh, 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 oh. Uh, Tony yeah, Podesta? Yeah. That's John's brother. He's pretty crazy, I've heard. Yeah, there's John Podesta that, of course, does you know my spirit favorite, cooking. My the, favorite meme paintings. was the uh, police sketch of the people who kidnapped that little girl. And it just, you, you've not seen this? Oh, yeah, I've seen this. It. Yeah, the police sketch of like, here's the pe pe uh, people of interest in the, in the case of this missing young girl, and it, and it looks just like the Podesta brothers. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's even a mole on the face. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's weird. Yeah, Tony, John's brother, John just got tapped for Biden's, what is he, what's his position now in the Biden administration? John's in there now. Ooh, really? You remember yeah, what, what, what Andrew Breitbart brother. said? What did you say? You guys don't know? No. You guys don't know what Breitbart said? Yeah. About Podesta? Uh-huh. But oh, Tony, Tony has been known to be like a wild, wild one. Yes. Like, and that's John's well, brother. You can't control what your brother does, but that's still like, you know, I don't know how connected They have John a consulting is, group that, of course, works. Andrew Breitbart tweeted February 4th, 2011. 
how Prague guru John Podesta isn't a household name as world-class underage sex slave op cover-upper defending unspeakable dregs escapes me. Oh my. Wow. That's a lot. Very crazy thing for a man to say. That's the thing, man. Back in the day when no one knew who Podesta was. When you're connected to the Secretary of State like he was with Hillary, you've got access to all the information of what's going on. He might have known if Tony was doing stuff and like, what do you get? It's his brother. So like, well, do you have your brother arrested? I mean, in a just society, yes, but... In a nepotistic thing, you you know, we see maybe not. Well, they, they ran a consulting group together that worked with a lot of foreign governments, that worked with Saudi Arabia, that worked with a lot of despots. Um, and uh, if you look at the, the work that they've done, it's, it's really kind of scary and eye-opening how much influence that they had. They were pretty much the right-hand man for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And uh, those are some dirty hands to have. John Podesta was? Yeah, uh, yes, John Podesta, Podesta specifically. I, I interviewed John Podesta uh, before. Uh, he's also big into aliens and UFOs. Lots of weird stuff with him and the paintings and the art that they have. Very weird. We could go down a rabbit hole. That's... What if What if the reality is that uh, aliens just, you know, run things? Aliens. And, and, and that's, that explains everything. <laughs> yeah. That's the next false flag, according every, to Eddie Bravo. Every yeah. one of these politicians are aliens. They've been allowed no, 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 to no. stay in this for too long. Not everyone. They're, they're, no, no, no. None, none of the politicians are aliens. They're like, wizards? They're no, just getting the they're directions. human beings, and there are aliens who are like, "We run this. You're a chicken coop, and you do as you're told." Yeah. And then They've you been incentivize I don't literally them. believe this. Media matters, mm-hmm. but uh, they've I'm been kidding. in power for too long. I was doing. We we did this thing recently where we we're looking for clips from the 1972 election, and I'm looking at election night uh, footage, and who's who are they talking about? Joe Biden. Yeah. 1972. Holy yep. cow. 50 years ago, this guy has been in this. And when you're in D.C. for that long, you understand all the loopholes, all the ins and outs, the positions that you need to make money, to, to flow money to the big guy, to how to get your family in there and, and, and bifurcate uh, you know, investigations and what have you. There are smart people that have been in, in D.C. for a very long time that have become evil. This is my fun conspiracy theory joke that uh, the answer to Fermi's paradox is that aliens do exist. They did come here. They've taken over. And the reason we're seeing such weird and rapid changes to our culture and society is because the point at which they began is the point at which the aliens showed them and said, all right, we're taking over. You can't stop us. We have laser guns. (laughs) And then the world leaders were like, well, okay, I guess. A good example of um, the fun thought is an episode of Stargate uh, SG-1 where, uh, for those that are familiar with it, basically there's a a planet. It's very advanced. And then the people living there don't realize that they had already been secretly conquered by the the evil alien race or whatever. And so everything seems to be normal, but then they find out actually the government was being run by an invading species or whatever. So, you know, fun, fun, fun conspiracy. Are the aliens just having fun with us? No, no. Like, you know, I was thinking, you know, you guys are familiar with Fermi's Paradox? Yes. So what is that? Yeah, explain that really quick. So it's basically if if the universe is so vast and expansive, then alien life surely must exist. And if so, why haven't we encountered it? Here are the potential theories or hypotheses as to why we've encountered intelligent life. And there's things like the great filter, which is that any sufficiently intelligent life eventually wipes itself out. There's um, I forgot I forgot what some of the names of these are, but some of them are that suns basically bursting beforehand, uh, you know, uh, cataclysmic events that take out. Well, that's that's basically the great filter, like the life yes. gets wiped out. But there's also things like um, the universe is so big and so vast that life never appears at the same time as each other, and or it's or it's so incredibly rare. Uh, so there's a bunch of different different ideas, and my my hypothetical answer is that uh, aliens are abundant, and considering the size and scope of the universe mastering massive uh, uh, hyper hyperspeed travel 
and uh, we're a bunch of monkeys on a on a small primitive planet, and so they are our chicken coop. I don't see why aliens would have to be our size. I could imagine that they're larger than our solar or system. Smaller. Yeah, or, or smaller. smaller. Yeah, and and we're we're beasts of burden. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They need they need specialists with with digits that can you know build little hardware and stuff for them. So, so oh, yeah. it sounds like you what know? you're saying because there is the one of the biggest and earliest uh, media hoaxes was in the early 1800s where they I think it was the New York Sun did an article on the moon having uh, Batman. <laughs> and uh, it, it was great. huge. They did like all of these stories on it, and, and they cited some some London uh, study on, and to, to validate this. So it sounds to me like what you're saying is is that story was actually not a hoax. That something. Oh, I'm actually... just kidding, though. <laughs> like I think the reality is corrupt people do corrupt things and mm. burn everything to the ground. Like we're tracking like the Roman Empire. You know, it's it's, it's similar, and so we can look to history and say, hey, hey things like this just happen. You know, I was thinking today, would you let yourself die to make everyone else's life better? Do you think would you, you could... like today? I, I have a hard time saying yes to that because I'm like those people. What did they do for me? What do I well, like? We're the collective you personal. If you said, OK, this family member, this dot, your daughter, your wife for a second. I've actually seen a video on this recently where they basically asked women that question. Would you die for your husband or for your boyfriend? And to a T, I know it's edited, so maybe they didn't all say that, but every single one of them said, no, I would not. And the man really? says They yes. asked the men, and all of the men said yes. Well, come would. on. Look, I got chickens outside. And if a fox is lurking up, the rooster will run full speed, sacrificing its life to save the hens. And the hens will all go run to safety. Yeah. He'll die. Yeah. Mm. That's just the way nature is, man. That's it why is. it's what it is. I got a question, though. Do you guys think that if you knew the, the collapse of the Roman Empire was coming, would you as an individual be able to have stopped it? No, I don't think so. At that period of history, no way. Maybe so, with the well, internet. Hmm. So well, the if question you have a time machine now, and know exactly how everything happens, maybe you could intervene and have some kind of impact on it or delay so. it significantly. I don't think so. I think there's too many things happening at one time. And, you know, if that's the case, is the collapse of uh, America inevitable? And no, no action that we could, could do is going to change that. But we it always has to start tools. somewhere and then snowball. So if you could go back in time and, and stop the snowball. Stop the crossing of the Rubicon? Mm. Yeah. Well, it was really stopping exactly. the expansion of the Roman state because it was got so big that the technology couldn't support the infrastructure and they had to split in half. And then at that point, it was just like, just down. Well, I thought there. the 2020 election was that kind of, that mm. inflection point where you saw this, the entire country burn and how somebody can vote for the party that created that, that uh, chaos was stunning to me. So have we kind of have we crossed that that point where we can't reverse? I I can't think otherwise, but that we can change it and that we have the tools to do it, and that we have the ability to do it because otherwise, you know, we have no hope. No, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't think there's no hope. I think the system is crumbling before us, but it doesn't mean that we're going to suffer. It just means that the world around us will change substantially, and we are going to have to rebuild from the uh, from the ashes i'm not i don't see it as a well, bad thing the people not paying like, attention hey, will suffer the people who are ignorant oh, sure. and don't know everybody, what's going on will suffer everybody watching this show is going to be prepared. all right i guess because mm -hmm. they because they bought all of their food at safeandreadymeals.com <sighs> i think that they do want to put people in pods and link them into the metaverse and somehow extract heat from their body for electricity and like just sedate a large that, population that's the matrix. i get i get it but that doesn't actually work 
the extracting heat from your body for energy. Piezoelectric juice. I don't know. I mean, they're going to try and find a way to what harvest is, what some is sort of value. Piezoelectric juice. Piezoelectric is <laughs> Piezoelectric is when you harness vibration to create an electrical current. Okay. So the body's own, like your your bones are made of uh, hydroxyapatite, which is a crystal, a vibrating crystal, for instance. And if you could somehow harness the vibration to get electricity out of it. And like if you're in a fluid that's really sensitive to vibration and you create like a static charge just by being inside of it. Um, I would imagine rather than kill everybody off, they're going to try and extract value from the human body. The environmentalists are going to find some way for that not to be renewable and uh, and argue against it and protest against it. We have we've been having <laughs> renewable things for renewable technology and nuclear for thirty forty years, and they've been fighting it for uh, for that long as well. Because constantly feeding people is a big weight on the system, and that's what the World Economic Forum is interested in not doing. They want to do that less. That's why they're like, we want to slow the growth of population, and it's a lot of it's because they don't think they, they can feed it properly. So do you think what's happening right now in regards to the, the you know the hitting of the supply chain and what have you, do you think it's part of a design? Do you think that this is actually something that the World Economic Forum and those kinds of globalist uh, overlords are the ones that are, are causing a lot of this supply chain issue? Yeah, only in that when I think about it, the electricity system, like why are we still on a centralized electricity grid when there are options for localized fusion reactors or, or fission reactors or local power systems like they have in Africa in a lot of places where they, everybody's got solar on the roof, but they've kept us connected to the grid because that's the power structure. They, the city controls if I have electricity or not. So maybe that they're doing that with food too. I don't, that's the only reason why I think that maybe the food's also involved in that. Mm -hmm. Food and electricity, man, if you can control those, you control a nation. So is, is, is the reality that there is no great crisis, but they're manufacturing it all so that they can centralize and control the human population? No. Scarcity yeah. wobbly. The way they reacted to COVID was insane. They was gave nuts. us the two weeks to slow the spread. But then when we realized people's eyes weren't bleeding like we thought, we, where was the spread was done? Like, we, we, okay, let's open it back up now. Mm. But instead, they went the other direction. We fought a civil war with smallpox that had a death rate of 40%. And we fought through it. We didn't like stop everything. We didn't like say, okay, you know, we got to, we have to slow, bend the curve on this. Things kept going. People kept doing what they were doing. Uh, but in, in this sense, I mean, it was like we allowed communism to seep right into. How many people would we have allowed to enter into the the force and die to fight communism from coming into the United States? How many Americans would we said, okay, that's worth it to stop Chinese communism from coming into the United States? 100,000, 200,000, 5 million. We allowed it to come in through this pandemic. It just seeped, came right in and we all just put a mask on our face and stayed in home. And it was the, it was the most brilliant execution. If you're a theorist, uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, it was the most brilliant execution to bring communism and to do a test run on it. Then it, the pandemic was- Klaus Schwab wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. Like mm. he conflated the two things. What do those have anything to do with each other unless he wants to make them well, he, connected? He, he talks about it. He says that this is our opportunity to enact the Great Reset. Did you see that they ran that, that simulation in 2019 about what to do if there was a global pandemic? Do you get Event 301. Event, event yeah. 3, like they were ready for it. Like yeah. really, really ready for it I right think before it happened. they're constantly ready for crises because I, I think they understand that's when they can make cultural moves. That's when they can make these huge sweeping cultural changes is they're waiting for a crisis. If they can't make, if the crisis doesn't come, they manufacture it and um, and they take advantage of those moments. It's You see it throughout history. Every time these crises come along, they try to make these moves and they try to make these cultural changes. And I think that uh, the yeah. COVID 
was the perfect example. And, and I think it's multi-layered. I, I think it's not just COVID. I think the plan even is, is even bigger uh, than that because when, when COVID first hit, I was just screaming on my YouTube channel, hey, the economy is going to get hit even way worse than this. And I think they calculated this because they deliberately shut down small mom and pop businesses. They allowed Walmart to be open. Grandma down the street had cops bang down, uh, bust down her door, shut down her business because she dared to even be open when she was running an online business. Having that kind of activity absolutely destroyed the middle class, the working class. And I think this was deliberate. I think a lot of the scarcity is artificial. And I think when you have scarcity, you're able to have control over populations. And I think right now when it comes to the food sector, the energy sector, we're seeing deliberate compromises of those systems in order to bring in more control for the ruling party. That's just my own personal opinion and perspective from how I've been seeing it and where things are going. Ever since I learned about, I was I worked at Ground Zero over nine on nine eleven. I actually worked in the American Express building across the street from the pile from like October to G- December, and I would sit in this blown out building, explode. The walls were blown out, the windows were blown out. I was like, I guess when a building falls, all the surrounding buildings windows get blown out. Then later I start to find out, oh maybe maybe there's more concussive forces at play. You start to the way they butchered National Institute of Standards and Technology butchered the 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 investigation into that thing and just shipped off the, the the steel to China. They didn't invest. And then now there's all these like scientists and engineers come out and say, well, there was trace amounts of nanothermite found in the dust. You look at the buildings fall. They're falling in near free fall, which indicates a demolition. But this silence, the radio silence on this makes me think that people are complicit. I don't know what else to think. I don't know who, but but it doesn't. That wouldn't just happen on accident. You've got to, we're detectives, man. We've got the CIA. What look into this. What, why did those things seem to fall in your free fall speed? I want- it, it is. It is a. I've, I've seen so many. I haven't gotten dug deep down into that world. I, I almost oh, feel like it's Ian, a. Ian. It's simple, as they explained. <laughs> when the fires weakened the steel, it, the <laughs> yeah. weight of the upper floors caused it to pancake, creating an exponential increase in force. When the floor hits another floor, it goes. Yeah. So you would expect to see the pancaking, but that doesn't happen. The whole thing just falls. Well, you you wouldn't. From all the debris and all, so you you can actually you you can. There's blasts coming out of the windows, and it's funny because people are like, "Aha, those are explosions," and like, or it's the pressure. When the firemen are like, "There's a bombs going off on the building, pop, 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 all the way up," and you're like, "What are they talking about?" So bombs I, 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 I gotta got stop you. This is what I don't like about conspiracy theories. When news reports came out on the day, and it was a lot of conjecture and confusion, and no one was going on. The conspiracy theorists tend to take that and go, wow, that proves something else happened. And I'm like, or it proves that you had no idea what the hell was going on. Unfortunately, I cannot prove what happened. Well, that's not my goal. There's a great group called the Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, and they garnered uh, thousands of professionals in the field, and they break it down more scientifically, and they explain things uh, through logic, science, and data, uh, while, of course, NIST and all these other government officials have been hiding a lot of the data and not highlighting it to them. I just want to make one point on this, because... You know, we're not. We're, I don't think we're going to be able to tackle this. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about it in the after show. Actually, we'll go in real great detail. I have a conspiracy theory. You guys want to hear it? Oh yeah. Tell During us. the construction of the World Trade Towers, we're in a, we're a country that operates on uh, the lowest bidder. So there's a famous quote. I can't remember which astronaut said this. They said, "What was going through your mind before that rocket went off into space?" And he said that it was built by the lowest bidder. <gasps> so I imagine this. You know, it's a point I make to a lot of conspiracy theorists because people will say stuff they they think like 9/11 was an inside job or something, and I say, "Okay, I, I hear you. Why choose that conspiracy theory over the other conspiracy theory?" That in the 70s, when they were building this, a construction company, the Port Authority, whatever, they said, "We can build this for X million dollars," and they were like, "Wow, that's cheaper than the other guy. The project is yours." 
Then the VP, you know, goes to the CFO and he's like, are you nuts? We can't build this structure this big for that price. Goes, eh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll skimp on this. The stresses in the center. A plane's never going to hit this building. And so they rip off $30 million from the budget so they can get the job done. And then when it gets hit, it falls. Granted, I, I, I know there's a, there's a lot of interesting things we'll talk about, but I'll put it this way. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I think uh, people will choose their, their end result instead of starting from the questions and then trying to understand what happened. And that's the issue I take with it. I got no issue of, I'll tell you this, first and foremost, 9-11, it was a conspiracy. Either you believe it was a conspiracy between, you know, these, these Saudi nationals, these Egyptians, and these men to, to commit this act, or you think it was government actors, or at the very least, they knew it was coming and didn't care. Either way, a conspiracy occurred that day. From that point, we should start asking questions about what happened, why did it happen, how did it happen? Unfortunately, we have two camps that have, I'm not saying only two camps, but we have two dominant camps. One saying, we know what happened, the other saying, we know what happened. And I'm kind of like, the reality is the government's not going to tell you what's going to happen. There's no way the government would ever tell you the truth about 9-11. No sane, rational person would believe it. Because simply put, they can't reveal how we got attacked if we did. Assume, like, we got attacked on 9-11. They're not going to come and be like, oh, here's exactly how they did it. Let me explain for you why. So it can be replicated. No, they were probably freaking out. But there's a lot of questions. But they so, did, though. They, they said exactly. Guys with box cutters came in, did this. What and I'm this saying stuff. is, of course, that's not true because there's no way they could reveal the classified information as to what really happened. So no sane person would believe that story, that, it, that it's an outright depiction of truth. Now, of course, the media will tell you that only a crazy person would challenge that. But come on, be real. You think the government would come out and be like, here's the classified secrets as to how 3,000 people were killed that day? No, they wouldn't. They'll tell you a story. Some of it may be true, but no responsible member of our government would come out and tell you exactly how we got attacked. If Rand we were Paul would. Attacked. <laughs> no, I know I you know. would, Rand. Tell me the truth. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's talk about that stuff in the members show and yeah. go to Super Chats And now. just a quick fact check. I said event 301. It's actually event 201. Yeah. So oh, he was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> event, I was wrong about that. event 201 is where they That's ran That's how you do it, mainstream media. You, right. you admit you were wrong. It's the, easy. You could do it. Event 201 is where they ran a simulation on a global pandemic in 2019. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very interesting. So, Luke, because you made one mistake, you're here by fake news? Just one. That's all that matters. Fuck <laughs> oh hey. You get, you get no... no uh, has I admit sunk. to it. I made my mistake. No. The media <laughs> can lie, cheat, and steal all day, and they're called real real news, but, you know. Event 201's wild. I, I didn't know about it until after COVID was rolling wait, for a Wait while. until you learn about their cyber warfare program. Let's talk about... Events. Let's go into all that <laughs> all stuff right. in the members-only show. Huh? How about that? We got to go to Super Chats, otherwise. Cyber Polygon. All right. What do we got here? Keystone Comet says, had to go to the channel page to find the stream. No notifications for at least two days. Didn't even see it on my subscription page today. Huh, and uh, we can actually see that in the analytics. So the analytics have been like, it's, it's obvious they're screwing with us, dude. We're two months out for the election. If you want to support the show, knowing this shit. Whoa, what just happened? Did you turn the power off? Uh, no, I think the I pulled UFO a cord. is down. Oh, my God. It's crash landed. Dun, dun, Smash dun. the like button right now. <laughs> Share the show on all platforms if you can, because they're they're going to start, you know, shadow banning us. I'm pretty sure my Instagram's shadow banned. 
Yeah, tis the season. You yeah. posted yeah. one, one too many spicy memes. Yep. That's yeah. What I, I, posted, did. <laughs> I posted like Michael Malice was like, I'm I'm pro women's choice and pro science. That's why I'm pro national divorce. And then I posted it, and it's like getting no likes. Like yeah. <laughs> a bunch well, well, of my posts. Welcome to the club. I've been at like 107k followers for like months. I grew, 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 and then out of nowhere, it just stagnated. And it's been like that for like around a year. It's crazy. Meta's the most highly policed of all those oh, social yeah. networks. Heron Gaming News says Ian is a national treasure. Oh, smack. A national treasure, man. <laughs> Tom Wolf says the Inflation Reduction Act is just a bunch of coupons for Green New Deal products. It's true. And the IRS budget. Yeah, yeah. Sideways says, I was so happy in 2019 when I had a 1B1B, one bedroom, one bath, and attached oh, yeah. a garage at 1100 bucks a month. Went up by $400 since, oh and I've been gosh. back in mom's for a year plus now. I'm wow. so jealous that you paid that little in rent. That's crazy. I'm very sorry you had to move home. That sucks. <laughs> man. Jeez. Crazy days, man. Jeremy Wien says, somebody should send a fiddle signed Nero to Biden. <laughs> yeah. They had a concert. Yeah. You know what the weird thing is that, um, you know, people are telling us they're not getting notifications for the show. It comes and goes in waves. And uh, it, it's weird. You know, it, it, I can't imagine it's an accident. At the same time, though, our clips, segments from the shows, are doing really, really well. So I wonder, I wonder if they don't, the clips don't have the full shows. So I wonder if they're like trying to mask that our, ra- our, our, our analytics are still up, but the live show is down and the clips are up. You know, if you want to get it, make sure you click the bell button in addition to the subscribe button. Maybe you can unclick it and click it again to refresh it in the algorithm. I don't know. Why Leaving don't we, a comment on the video, I think, also probably tells the algorithm that you want to see it more. We're working so on an push app. It up. We're working on a mobile app. But um, maybe we should come up with a browser extension called notifications. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, we should do this. We should totally. We should totally. Yeah. You Where you actually see the content that you subscribe to. Exactly. Yeah. And then like you'll have a browser extension and then whenever... So one of your show, like you'll you'll put in there, like here are the shows that I like, and then it'll boop and pop up and show you the shows. Yeah, I would love a TV guide type, like yeah. That we're working on that with the with the charity thing. Although it's not technically a charity right now, it's just a bunch of developers working on it. But we're putting like a, you know, kind of like a Google Calendar type thing, but for all the all your subscribed content where you can see what's coming. Train fifty four says my Timcast the way I like it hot spicy wings with a side of pierogies and psychedelic mushrooms topped <laughs> off with some sour patch kids. There you go. And not an effing baked potato with sight. That sounds gross, honestly. I, <laughs> Holy I crap. Really on be. Seamus. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I, I like that super chat. I approve hundred percent. That sounds like a horrible meal. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mass Jen aside, a clever name says yeah. Luke. Your timing is impeccable. You are back just in time for me to send those effing quarterly taxes out. Cries and pounds on the table. Ah, right. uh, yes. Tax. Quarterly tax day is coming up in a couple days. So anybody who runs a business God. knows how fun that can be. That's fun. So much yep. fun. Yeah. You know, we have like vendors who are hitting us up, you know, telling us like, hey, would you like to extend this, extend that? And I'm just like, it's tax month. We have no budget. The government gets our money. Don't you know how this works? You could totally see too in subscriptions, like around the tax time, you see an, a literal dip around around those uh, those moments. It, we've seen it in our-, in our Well, life. this is quarterly. So it's like- the people who run businesses, the average person is working like a, a standard. What is like? They're a, not seeing it. Yeah, they don't. They see they, they see tax day in April, but for people who run businesses, every quarter mm-hmm. you got a tax day. Slain Hope says, "I've been uh, I've lived in LA for forty three years, and I've it's never been this bad. They tax the heck out of weed sales, and you don't see any of that reflected in city spending. The more they tax, the less they accomplish. 
then why still live there, man? And the gas right now over there is almost 560. When I was driving, I was so jealous when I was driving in here. I saw 330 or something on the way in here. California still taxes over there? What are you nuts. doing? You got to get out. My family's there. My family's there, so it's kind of a kind of a hard thing to leave. We man. looked into leaving, but we didn't. Like extended family? Yeah. Grandparents. The yeah. weather's nice. I will say that. You're in L.A., right? Yes. Yeah, the weather's really nice yes. down there. Antonio says, shout out to some anti-woke bands that don't get brought up here. Check out Stained. Aaron Lewis is very pro-freedom and anti-woke. Stained, yep. Eric July's metal band, Backwards song, Great Equalizer. Very cool. Check it out. Yeah, Eric does have a band. Cool. Right on. Jay Mar- Marie says, Patrick, I absolutely love Red Pilled. I am an ex-gang member Vato from the inner city, doing my part creating non-political content and also do a philosophical podcast I think the fans will like. J. Marie Thesis Podcast. Cool. cool. Rad. Glad to hear it. Very cool. Tyler Bozanovsky says perhaps Luke should be cast as a Little Merman. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm okay. You're Thanks. good? Luke, come on. Okay. You're, oh, you're Luke's, Luke's our diversity cast member. Right? Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm he's diversity hired. It's true. Because he's more here. See, I, I, may be, I, I may be mixed race. Don't laugh. But, but Luke, Why are you white laughing for? <laughs> Mr. Red Pill Man, I don't, I don't, like, I don't like the humor here. Yeah. <laughs> See, Luke is 100% uh, person of color. I'm mixed. Damn right. Literal. <laughs> this is like from last year, right? Didn't they change that? And they said now Polish people are people of color. Slavic people. Slavic people. So that's my solution to Little Mermaid. same color as me, Luke. Luke's, very, very Luke's got blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, it's great. Represent. <laughs> I love it. But we're, we're a minority. That's right. We are. That's right. They actually been. They said that last night on the Emmys. Yeah. They actually said it last night on the Emmys that we are now the majority and you are the minority. Oh, There's some perfect. person of color, you know, a legitimate person of color. Perfect. Not legitimate, I should say, the standard person of color. Randy Shoshenmayer says, rail unions might go on strike Friday. Biden, big fan of the rail unions, might deny our right to strike. No contract in three years. Wage increase is not close to inflation. Mm. Looking for attendance policy. We work 24-7 schedule. Wow. It's coming down. When the rails shut down, you ain't going to have any food. People don't get it. They don't understand, man. Dark days indeed. Louis Zalea says, Tim, did you see that Michael Knowles reviewed Will of the People on his show today? Oh, cool. The song left him speechless, oh. mm-hmm, which is the title of his book, Speechless, okay. Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Um, a, a couple of people were saying that. Did he? He, 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 he reviewed the song, I guess. I didn't hear oh, that. Cool. I usually listen to him, and I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Or maybe he mentioned it, and people are just you know, tricking me into reading a promo for his book. Uh, yeah, possible. But uh, you can do two things. You can add Will of the People and only ever wanted on Spotify to your playlists and just spam play them and just blast that music because it's really, really good for us. It helps uh, helps us. And uh, we, we and well, I mean, do it if you like the music, obviously, but add it to your playlists, you know, blast it, get everybody to see it. The cool thing is with Apple Music, we're seeing who's shazamming the song. Mm. So like someone will be at a bar and the song will play and then they'll like, what is this song? And then they, they add That's us or whatever. It's really That's cool. cool. Shout out to Michael Knowles. You can also buy his book, Speechless. You can. Eric Hilarity says, 1966, Yuri Bezmanov, a KGB defector, warned Americans about how they would slowly take down American democracy. It's on YouTube, but you you should watch it. It's scary how accurate it is. That's right. Interviewed by G. Edward Griffin. Mm. Really? Yep. OG Edward Griffin. Let's go. Creature from Jekyll Island. (laughs) Great book. Definitely recommend it. And we should try to get him on the podcast. I'd love to. I actually talked to him before and he, he was interested. It's just a matter of getting him out here. How old is he now? He's got to be in his seventies or eighties or something. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's in like the fifties talking about. He's up there, but he's he's, he's smart. He's he's still oh, there. Like, he still has brilliant. it all. Not that guy says I'll put my house up for sale tomorrow. Where do we go? Want to start a business that requires a storefront? One hundred percent serious. My property tax five hundred bucks a month. I don't know. 
I don't know where to go. We're in uh, the West Virginia tri-state area. So our, our, we have two big cities. We have Frederick, Maryland, and we have Charlestown. I'm staying way away from communist Maryland. And, uh, you know, I, I really want to set up. Um, it'd be fun to do a pizza place mm-hmm. with, like, arcade games. Skee-ball. Yeah, that's a bonding experience. Yeah, we played for, skee-ball. Ian yeah. won. He got 40,000 points. We had this arcade game. I where accused we, him of photoshopping it. Me and Kara uh, <laughs> each had like a like a, a rifle and we were shooting it like it was like a Space Invaders game. It was an game. alien turret blast. Yeah, man. It was like a bonding experience for us, you know, taking out the aliens together. What are you doing there, awesome. Ian? Hey, you see me. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm one direction. <laughs> it was that, a bonding that YouTube channel that, again. that takes things out of context there from the show yep. is going to have a heyday with that. Yes. I love those guys. They do great work. <laughs> we went to Funky's Arcade Bar in, uh, I think it was in Danville, Virginia. Okay. I think it was. Yeah, Funky's. it was right around there. Yeah, yeah, awesome. it was. And I walked inside of this place and I saw the tables. They had beer on tap, but it was like you charge your card with cash and then you just like pull it and it calculates. So like a full beer was like two bucks. They had skee ball. They had racing games. And oh, I was like, ball, this is yeah. amazing. We need this. Yeah, it was great. We, do you guys we, have the axe throwing out here? Is that a big thing? Yeah, I mean, there's commercials for it and stuff. And it's big. It's big out where we're at. Oh, yeah. The yuppie hipsters love it. I think they're trying to get their uh, rural roots going. But I, yeah. I think we need a, you know, like an arcade bar kind of thing. Games, you know. Basketball. One of those, like, basketball games. Ski ball. You know what we want to do? And we need help. If you if you can help us, please. Please. We want to make ski bowling. This is our big idea. And I have no ski idea. Ski bowling? Ski bowling. Huh. Ski bowl. Go on. So here's what it is. It's a bowling lane. But at the end is a launch ramp into ski ball tar- like targets, mm-hmm. and so it's just a massive ski ball with a bowling ball, and you throw the bowling ball, and then it launches up, and you're trying to get the ten thousand in the edge or the side or whatever. Ski bowling. That's awesome. It's exactly yeah, that, what it is. That sounds like fun. It would be like, like fun. super fun. And so the idea I was thinking is like, you don't actually have to use bowling balls because bowling balls can be heavy because you want to knock the pins down. This can be a lighter plastic ball, just very a light ball that just you want to launch and get in the hole. Hmm. And imagine a bowling lane with a launch ramp. That'd be so fun. You could actually have a bowling lane with the the launch ramp that comes down. So you have your ski bowl, and then you can pull the ramp up and actually just put pins down and actually bowl regular too. Oh yeah, it's a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, you could you could actually you could have the the the, the, the ski ball target thing be lifted up and clear out of the way. Yeah, that'd awesome. be cool. I always wondered how new games were made. It seems like seems like we should be like <laughs> done with new games by now. Like the human experience should be done. And then there's a new game always coming, especially drinking Ski- games. Drinking yes. games, there's always a new drug. I spent some time with my, my nephews recently, and there's all these new drinking games that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one. It's um, it's a drinking game. It's really fun. You watch Tim cast IRL, and whenever Tim says <laughs> Civil War, you take a drink. And then you die. <laughs> it's true. And then you, yeah, you get alcohol you poisoning. <laughs> I got the uh, age. G. Edward Griffin actually is 90. Oh, years wow. Yeah, I yeah. knew he was up Cow. there. I knew he was up Keep there. All right, Mavis says, Michael Knowles finally reviewed Tim's song, Will of the People. Oh. During, the, uh, during the whole video, he was speechless. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> just sat there in stunned silence. <laughs> you can uh, purchase Will of the People and only ever want it on iTunes or add them on your Spotify pay- playlists and um, listen to the songs. Enjoy them. You can purchase We've got, uh, I think... What we have coming out in a couple of weeks is probably going to be a lighter piano version of the song. We'll see. We will see. Brian, uh, Brian, wow, why did I say that? Brian Timmer says, 
Luke, how's your German Shepherd doing? She's awesome. She's in the back of all my videos right now on my YouTube channel. She's always just hanging out. We usually go for like a little walk right in the morning. I shoot my videos. She knows right away. As soon as I start screaming, she goes right in the back of the couch, <laughs> relaxes, lays <laughs> down. No, she's not. She's like hanging out, chilling, not, not even she's caring funny. about anything. She knows I'm at work. As soon as we're done with work, we go play outside. Uh, she gives me a lot of exercise, a lot of happiness. That's and uh, if you have a dog, uh, you know, they're, they're awesome and incredible. And uh, I have a lot of fun. And, and she, she's helping me get back in shape. Which and what kind is of dog important. is it? A German Shepherd. Okay. Yeah. Super so smart. Cute. Very, very dogs. intelligent dogs that you have to work with, train every single day. Yeah. And uh, that's what we do. And it's been a lot of work, but really fun. Right on. Jake Malone says, I made the bad thing browser extension and it's hilarious. Check your info <laughs> email for screenshots and install info. Oh, that's awesome. So the idea was that it replaces all of the right wing words with bad thing. Because it doesn't <laughs> right. matter what they're saying. It's meaningless. So it's going to be like the right demanded bad thing. <laughs> and they are bad people who want bad thing. Taking back toxic says he clearly removed the tags that say not to remove them under penalty of law. Oh, Mike Lindell. Yeah, Mike Lindell. He pulled the tags off the Got it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> makes sense. It's coming for him. <laughs> he had some top secret tags that yeah, they had to go confiscate. Yeah. Bobcat says, Tim, look it up. The Bolshevik Rev Revolution had some of the bloodiest fighting of the First World War. U.S. troops even got dragged into that mess, leading to the worst retreat in U.S. history until Biden. Mm. Ha! That was oh a good boy. one. Ashboro says, any update on Discover Card regarding boomstick sale tracking? I applied for a Discover Card today. Oh. Yep, oh. I got approved. Oh, so I have a discovered card coming, and uh, if 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 the news comes out, the discovered card is going to start playing that same business, or maybe they already do. I don't know. I will I will cancel the card. Yeah, I asked people on my Twitter if anyone could investigate this for us. I still haven't had time to look at all the answers. I think discovered might be, be good. Yo, they have five percent cash back. That's crazy. Five yeah. percent discover card sounds pretty good. Five percent cash back. That no tracking nice. your gun purchases. That's a great card. selling point, yeah. There you go. There's your motto. You know, we should make a, a fake commercial for it. Their marketing yeah. I campaign. heard you guys talking about it last night, the Visa, MasterCard, are and American Express. That, I was like, that's, I'm so aghast and stunned. What do they plan on doing with that information? Mm. Sharing it with governments? Yep. Are printing it in databases that could be probably hacked by other. But, but the people. government, you have to. In most places, when you purchase a gun, you have to get it right. You have to go through a, a screening process. I mean, I've done that with all my guns. Every time I buy a gun, I have to. Send but it's off illegal my for the federal government to create a, a, a firearms registry. So now they're doing it through the corporations, Got you. and there they'll have the list. They'll have the registry that way. Got you. Which is illegal and unconstitutional. All right, what do we got? Pinochet's helicopter tours. That's an interesting oh name. My. Lindsey Graham and his ladybugs should go away. What is that a reference to? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't heard Waffle Sensei says, would you kindly spin the UFO? We can't. Ian broke it. No, I it's can try, dead. though. No, it's it's not plugged in, is it? Oh, it is. It is. It's on now. Yeah, the lights are on. Like the little lights underneath it. Yeah. <gasps> See if you can do it. Oh, no Ian, pressure, Ian. I tried to one-shot it. Come no. on, I can do this. That's a one. <laughs> Ian, Somebody it's did flashing. it. Does, can you set it when it's flashing? Yeah, you can set it. Yeah. Here we go. Come on. We got this. You just put it right there. Lower your hands and then find the center. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Man. It makes it sound where, where, easy. Where's your chi? with this trash, dude. This. Where's your chi? Where's your... Oh, wow. Chi? Impressive. What, you know what I can wait, do, wait, Did you not have the camera on it when I just did that perfectly in yeah, one yeah. go? Yeah, Tim's smooth. One move. Look at that wobble. <gasps> you're going to mess it up. Ian, That's because of gravity. No. Or is it magnetism? It's, you got to meditate more, bro. Too much gravity. You got to meditate more, bro. You're right. I should be more still. It's the momentum. When you push one side... 
that one side stays down the whole time, bouncing up and down, mm-hmm. so it creates the wobble. Because the universe yeah. is curved? Yeah. Exactly. No, it's because you, you apply downward force to the Here UFO. Here we go. Let's get physical. Yeah. <laughs> Physics. Well, we, we spun the UFO waffles, so uh, Thank you, waffles. Yeah, mission we love accomplished. You. Brad Turley says, Tim, everywhere I go is a riot. People crying. Young Turks, everywhere you go you, is silent. Why so quiet? That's a reference to uh, not the actual lyrics, but Tom McDonald's song, Riot. It's actually a really good song. I like it. Riot. Have you guys been listening to it? Yeah, it was catchy. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I thought the chorus was catchy. Yep. People, I dig it. People love that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's good. It's, it's awesome stuff. And he's, I just love the smack talking the establishment. That's the, that's what it's all about. But this song, Riot's not overtly political, but it is anti-establishment. So good stuff, man. Tom, you rock. You guys should check out Tom McDonald's Riot, buy his song on iTunes, help him hit number one. If he does hit number one on the Hot 100, which oh, is right. a stretch, we will all wear suits. That's right. But we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll hit number one in some fashion, and then we'll just wear suits because it'll be funny. People are requesting I wear a corduroy suit. Yes. Oh, yeah. That'd be perfect. I've been looking Luke's going to wear anyway. a pimp suit. Damn right. I have one. I have one. Right. I have one. Right. I have one. Oh, you solid. can't appropriate my culture. <laughs> what color is your corduroy suit? Tan. Oh, Brownish tan. Really? Hot. Yeah. Interesting. Purple or green? I don't know. I'm looking for something like that. <laughs> no username to display says they there are indeed aliens partly responsible for all the evil and insanity they are called demons mm. yo dmt is some of the craziest stuff yeah i would love because the stories it. i hear about that people talk about demons and i wonder if that's they see demons just because their worldview is molded around the ideas you know what i mean yeah like if someone didn't know anything about demons what would they call it and would it exist mm. like would they perceive it you know what i mean what is it is it a liquid or is it it's in your brain right now and every time you dream your brain lets it out a little bit you're you're born with it and your brain is flooded with it when you're born with it when you die your brain is flooded with it as well and people could artificially take it to pretty much uh see what happens when they die interesting yeah the choroidal there's part of the brain the choroidal people say how they literally see their soul leaving their bodies and they talk to entities and little elves and some demons and some other creatures that are more loving and caring and, and give them answers to a lot of their life problems. And but I've heard it sounds like a litmus test of where you some, are mentally at that time. Mm-hmm. Some people have said that demons offer them a deal. Oh, They'll give you knowledge and information. Yeah. And then they're like, no, 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 I don't want it. I don't want it. That sounds like a psychotic trip kind of that, they're, that you're going through. Yo, know, people have shared experiences of what's crazy about yeah. it. Like two people will like sit near each other but in different rooms and take <coughs> it and then they'll experience like the, the same, same thing the same the same place like yeah. you'll see the same people and everything that's crazy yeah it makes you understand that there's all bigger spiritual and and, 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 and aspect to our existence that we still was, don't even know about i was talking to somebody who told me like don't take the deal it's a it's a, it's a deal it's with a demon you can't take it you got to resist and i was like why like they'll tell you that they know the truth and they know what's really going on and they want to help you but you, but it's not really help it's a trick they're, they're demons trying to manipulate you and then I was just like, but what's bad about the deal? Like, why shouldn't you take the deal? What, what bad is going to happen? You just can't do it because it's bad. And I was like, you know, that's kind of weird because that kind of sounds like what the media says about Alex Jones. Alex Jones says, I'm just trying to let you know. I'm trying to help you. And they say, no, he's evil. He's grifting. He's trying to manipulate you. And he's saying, no, no, I'm just giving you the information you need. I'm trying to help. So it's like. Yeah. There's also a lot of people who take it who are like, you got to take it. You got to take it. And, and, and again, it's a personal journey. From my point of view, I think the best advice is telling people, hey, do your own research. Listen to your gut. Make your own decisions for yourself. Don't take advice from podcasters. Yeah. 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 I'll give you some advice, <laughs> though. When the demon comes to you, 
You don't have to respond. Keep that in mind. You'll start to feel afraid, but override that and listen to it. And you'll realize it takes on a conversational tone and it's part of you. Yeah. Invoke the demon. Take his powers for yourself. I did that at Burning Steal Man. Steal his energy. Yeah, it's, you can do that. You did that at Burning Man? Yeah, I you invoked You stole demon. the I, demon's I, powers? I was thinking instead of speaking. At that I point, remember I that. I thinking, speak to me, demon. Speak to me. And it started this noise just erupted from the audio. Like, there's thousands of musics going on all at once across the playa, reverberating, creating this mega music. And it came out of the music, this, like, vibration, this really, and it was, like, moving up and down. And I couldn't control it. And then it took on the sound of this voice, the idea. This is, and uh, I just stayed calm. And then it got conversational, and I realized this is just me talking to myself. This is one thing people don't often uh, realize because you know we only do the show at night, but periodically throughout the day, several times a week, Ian will you know all of a sudden his eyes will turn black and he'll start floating. Yeah, that's true. It's very weird. Things will start flying around the room, and then we got to like bop him on the head with a little stick, and then he comes back down, and then we're like, "Not stop it, stop it." Cashew ice cream. (laughs) That's the real problem. He's like, and then you're like, have this cashew ice cream. So he was like, oh, and then he comes back down. A monk fruit. There's another super chat that I think is, I think it's kind of pretty good. I don't know if I could read it. One by Howard for a hundred bucks. And he's asking if Catherine Austin Fitz uh, use cash now, have her on. She has been making a lot of pretty interesting videos. And what about? uh, um, Specifically about the smart grids, the smart cities, and how a lot of the new technology is being integrated to control humanity. She was a part of the uh, Bush administration. Uh, she was in uh, in uh, you know in the White House working with them, and then she came out and revealed a lot of the bigger plans when it comes to the centralization of power and authority. She's a great thinker. She thinks outside the box. I don't always agree with her, but I think she would be definitely awesome to have as someone cool. to come on to warn and, and talk about what she's been we, researching and studying. We have a big show tomorrow. So we don't we don't reveal who our guests are, but tomorrow right. is going to be crazy. Hopefully. Big I've show. It and, is a big one. And then Friday as well is going to be crazy. We're, we're poking the bear with these next couple shows. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Home Slice 97 says, as a type one diabetic, I've had to swallow the very hard pill that no matter how much I prep, I cannot survive a total collapse. Mm. It keeps me up at night. Mm. You can. You just need a pig farm. Oh. Yeah, um, you need, what do, they, what do you do? You isolate insulin from the pig? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's oh. yeah. how they do that. Yeah, I, I would learn about that. I yeah, I'll tell you this, buddy. I'm not a doctor. So I would encourage you to take the proper educational courses to learn how to perform the veterinary skills on a pig in such a way that you can extract the insulin from his body. And I think the challenge is that, like, it would kill the pig. Uh. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you can take enough of its insulin or whatever. I but don't know. Don't be you can probably with the pig. Yeah. you can probably figure out how to how to synthesize or uh, not maybe not synthesize but har- uh, um, harvest yeah. insulin from like pigs. That's hmm. what they did, right? That's that's the first. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing they did. I believe so. They like kids were dying and they didn't know why, and then somebody was like, "I'm gonna take this thing from pig, give it to them." The kids got better, and they're like, "Hey, this thing's helping." And then we figured out, oh, it's it's insulin. It's I think a lot of people are taking up those kinds of things now, from homesteading to growing their own food because of everything that's happening. I think it's a silver lining in a lot of what we've yeah. been seeing happen. Yeah. And homeschooling as well. Yes. Yeah. All right. Ron Garion says, Caesar crossing the Rubicon wasn't the start of the fall of Rome. If anything, the creation of the empire led to much needed ref- reformations and purging of corruption that delayed the fall by two centuries. Yeah, but at what cost? You know, destroying an evil system to create something evil isn't necessarily... Was it evil, though? Was the empire evil? The empire, well, it was, it was an empire. It was one guy deciding. And then all the emperors start getting killed off by other people that want to become emperor. I mean, that's pretty evil. Goblin king, dude. Yeah. To become the goblin king, you got to kill the goblin king. So everyone's constantly just... Doesn't work out very well. 
What do we got? We got more. What is this about Jesus Christ? Lucas Ferguson says, interesting thought, Ian, about being willing to die for someone else despite what you believe. Jesus Christ died to absolve everyone from the beginning of history to the end of history's sins. I hope he did. And what I mean is I hope he actually absolved people. But I don't know if someone dying does that. You got to absolve yourself. You got to be humble, man. And speak your mind publicly. I like let go of my secrets. It was a, it was something I did on in, on the internet. I was like, let me just tell my secrets to keep cu- blocking my thoughts. I keep thinking about this crap. So I started making internet videos about it. And um, I started clearing my mind up. And I thought, actually, maybe I have control of my morality. Makes you harder to, to be attacked as well, too. If you, you don't have anything in the closet, what can they attack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't here's, be afraid to speak the truth. Here's an important one. David Dorr says, my cat watches Chicken City every day when I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Chicken City! So um, one of the new baby chickens is brooding. What? Yeah. What? Like it's it's it's, it's an adult now. It's premature. They're, no, oh, no. Okay. It, but okay. it is early. It <laughs> yeah. is early. So you know, uh, Kim, our chicken tender, was saying she's chicken not. Tender. She was surprised to see a first year was brooding. This basically means she's trying to have babies. Aww. And Kim walked over and tried picking her up, and she you, she pecks at you because when the chicken's brooding, she's like she wants to plop you down and me. hatch some eggs. Yeah. But it's too late in the season, which is a bummer because you re- the best way to have chickens is to have the chickens have the chickens because mm-hmm. then they protect them. But by the time. The chickens are feathered. It's going to be winter, and it's just they're going to have a really hard time of the cold, so we can't do it. But uh, come springtime, hopefully they'll get broody, and then we're going to hatch a bunch of babies. The roosters will get sent to Cocktown, and I'm ready to eat them, but Chris doesn't want to eat them. <laughs> you got attached to them? Well, I don't know. He wants to let let him give him a chance to survive in oh, nature. Yeah, he likes to watch animals experiment with like watching their growth process. Well, I don't know. He's, cool. He just doesn't want to kill them. And he's like, if they can survive on their own, that's their, that's their, their, their choice and their chance. Killing them is killing them, but letting them go, hey, that's yeah. that's their responsibility. Into it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a members-only show, and I guess we're going to be talking about 9-11. Mm. It, is, it is a couple days after, and people were asking for it. So we'll go for it. We'll go for it. We'll have a big conversation about it. And uh, don't forget to show Tom McDonald some support by buying his song, Riot. This is the reporting week. He released the song on Friday. Tom's awesome. He's, he's anti-established. He's fully independent. He's very successful. And these are the kind of voices that we want to succeed in the music industry. And I would love to see him just shatter the billboard charts so that we can prove that we don't need these institutions anymore and we're taking over. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. You can check out our songs, Will of the People and Only Ever Wanted on Spotify. Check them out. Listen to the music. Buy them on iTunes. And uh, what did I say? Tim Cast, you can follow me if you'd like. Uh, Patrick, do you want to shout anything out? I want to shout out my wife um, for it's our 19th anniversary. She's here with me. Oh, Thank you so much. Congrats. My partner in crime. And I want to say to, you, to everyone's watching, support this team. I'm telling you, I see all of these entities that are out there producing content. These guys talk about what's important. They talk about the importance of culture. They talk about the importance of, of taking back this all through culture. And it's something that I think you guys need to support because if you don't support this, you lose it. It doesn't. You don't have the power that we need to have. We need people like this to thrive. So please support this show. Absolutely. What was your website again? It's redpilledamerica.com where uh, we publish every Friday. We're also on the radio every weekend on iHeartRadio. And uh, we're a good old-fashioned storytelling show. We um, typically about 35 to 40 minutes each episode. And sometimes we do deep dives and, 
and what have you. I'm going to go check it out. Thank you so much for coming on. My website is LukeUncensored.com. I did a video there about the AI robotic apocalypse that is coming our way as an AI developer oh just came out today and said that we have three years left as humanity. I talked about that. LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see you there right after this video. Ian. Always a pleasure, Luke. Thank you. Good Patrick, to have you great to see show. you, man. You as well. Tim, Lydia, thank you guys so much. And I love you guys out there. Thank you for being here and, and listening and watching and chatting and getting involved. Uh, I want to point you towards TimCast.com because tonight, Cast Castle episode four has gone live on the website. And if you want to see it, uh, the episode's called The Big Live. You've been following it. There is, there's a corruption scandal brewing. Luke, and Luke was telling me how excited he was for it. Yeah. It's so fun. It's I mean, basically, uh, the synopsis is in the first episode, I'll avoid as many spoilers as possible, but Ian runs for union president. And then, uh, you know, they're they're counting, everyone's cheering, but, uh, well, you know, hold on, there's other employees at the company who aren't here, so they have to vote, uh, uh, you know, outside, and, and, but but we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we count all those, and at three in the morning, the votes come in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can imagine what happens to, to Ian's election. So go to TimCast.com <laughs> and subscribe, log in, and on the left, you'll see Cast Castle. You get there from there. You see episode four, The Big Lie, and I will see you guys later. I actually might not be around this week too much. I know we have multiple guests uh, coming at points. This week, yeah. So Tomorrow's I may not be here. I may be here. We'll find out. If I don't see you till next week, I love you. I'll catch you later. Tomorrow's going to be crazy. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be really important politically, so you guys definitely want to put this on your calendars. I'm not going to say too much, because in the event, sometimes people cancel, but we got some big people are going to come and we're going to have a really interesting conversation. Yep. I am very excited about tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. But today was great as well. Thank you so much for coming, Patrick. I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast. I'm going to add this to my rotation. So I'm not just getting current events. Also, some historical context will be perfect. And I hope the rest of you guys will join me with that as well. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com as Sarah Petlitz, as well as my own site, SarahPetlitz.me. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.